Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I cannot even tell you how glad that I am here this week with you guys, simply because it has been this crazy, insane, insane week. I cannot even begin to tell you. We had a workshop scheduled, and our electric was gone because of a storm, so the workshop wasn't able to go on that night. And then the next night, I had it scheduled, and, um, well, I'll get into a little bit of this a little bit later, but I had it scheduled to rerun. And I was asleep. I fell asleep. I was working. I fell asleep after work. And I woke up and I'm thinking, oh, it must be about time. So went in and it was like three hours after. And it's like, oh, this is like, you know, you have one of those things that just never go right. No matter what you do, it's that one little thorn in your side, that pebble in your shoe. And this show is it for me this week. So I'm just glad that we're even here. You know, as some as you, you know, I had, was gone last week. And part I had this uh, medical thing to do, and then I took off and I was gone camping for the week. And I don't know if a lot of you know that or not, but it was absolutely awesome. And it made me think about, because I almost didn't go. You know, I had 101 things I should be doing, and I almost didn't go, but I did. I packed up my car and took off up into the mountains, actually seven and a half hours away up into Idaho, and had my tent and was by myself out in the middle of nowhere, and I was sitting in my tent, and, and I was thinking, you know, how amazing of an experience I had had, and how if I decided, oh, I'm not, I'm just going to stay home, I'm just going to be lazy, I'm just, I don't want to do this, but I want to do this, but I'm not going to do this, because it just, so, you know, and and I was just so glad that I went. You know, you have to go out and experience life if you want to have something to write about, if you want to have a passionate place a personal place to to um, tap into when you want to write. When you, you know when you do things that feed your soul, your soul has more to it. There's more to you. There's more for you to give. There's more for you to pull out and reference when you're writing. Um, so I'm sitting there, and I hear this weird noise. I'm in my tent, and I have my tent all zipped up, and you know I have the little window thing open so I can look out the net window and see the stars and and uh, I hear this noise. It must have been about 3 o'clock in the morning. And so I sit up and I look out the window, and there's a wolf in my camp. And so I'm sitting there, and the, the campfire was almost completely out. All it was was embers and stuff. It was poking around my camp and ate my cheese. It left the marshmallows alone. It did not eat the Girl Scout cookies either, by the way. You know, just saying. You know, when you think about that, when those cute little girls come up to you and they're like, Do you buy my cookies? No. The wolves won't even eat your cookies, little girl. Go away. Okay. So, okay. I'm sorry. I have issues. <laughs> They're everywhere. Everywhere you turn. Those little boxes. Okay. So, 
you know, and I was sitting there thinking, okay, and it was weird because he kind of not laid down and slept, slept, you know, type of laying down. But between me and the tent, which was maybe 10 feet max of an area, and he was between me and the campfire and kind of sat on his front and hind haunches at the same time and just watched me for a while and then poof, was gone. But it was absolutely incredible. And I'm sitting there and I have my cell phone and I'm taking this picture through the net, but I don't want to turn my flash on. Thank goodness it was a full moon, or I probably wouldn't even have gotten the picture at all. Um, so I have a picture of this this wolf in my camp, you know, in the middle of the night, out in the middle of the boonies, and you know, it, it was just it was very surreal. It was so surreal to, you know, he knew I was there. I knew he was there. I wasn't worried. I wasn't scared, and I have my, I have my own reasons for that. But um, <laughs> uh, it was just—it was just this crazy experience. We were, you know, I—I I was very much the not one supposed to be there. <laughs> that was his backyard, and and it was kind of like he was letting me know. I was like, oh, what'd you, what'd, what'd you do? What'd you throw in my backyard? What'd you throw the fence here, lady? What's that? Yeah, checking out what I was doing. It was absolutely crazy. And I got back, and I was really thinking about when I was going through some of the pictures and the stuff that I did there. I was thinking about how the air smelled and and what it was like and how glad it, I was that I went. And even though it was like 70 degrees during the day, but it was way down in the 40s at night, the low 40s at night. It was cold, and you know, wake up in the morning and there was like inches of frost all over everything. Your water's frozen. You know, you're over there trying to get your little Coleman stove to light so you can make coffee, and and it's cold. Um, but it's amazing. You know, and laying there and hearing the um, coyotes just go absolutely freaking nuts. And, um, oh, my God, that's something else. That was like 100 million, you know, you, you watch the old horror time movie in the insane asylums and the women all laughing and going, you know, it was like a thousand of them having a convention, all having issues at the same moment around my tent. It was crazy hearing those coyotes and that insane, wicked laugh they have. Um I wish that I had a thought to grab my phone and record it, but I didn't. But I did get the picture of the wolf. I'm excited about that. And so I was sitting there, and I was I was looking at some of my pictures, and I jot, jotted down this. It said, um, goes, uh, the air smells of brown earth and near winter, of wood smoke and boiling coffee. Voices that come in darkness do not hide there. Remind me, I am the one that trespasses here. I am the strange species in this place. And so I jotted that down. When I was looking through the pictures I'd taken, and I'll probably go back and work on that some a little bit. But had I not been there that night, had I not experienced it, if I'd just looked at it on the computer, I thought, oh, I like camping. I think I'll write a poem about what it's like to be out there. I've got this incredible experience to draw on now when I work on this piece of, of poetry that I'm writing. You know, I, I know the heart. Beat. I know the fear. I know the gun sitting two feet away just in case, but I'm not moving for it. I'm just sitting there looking at this wolf, you know. <laughs> um, it, it was it, all of the emotion and the heartbeat and the smell, all of that's a part of me now. And so when I go to sit down and write this, I'm going to be able to pull on that. And I guess I'm sharing this story with you because it was so profound for me that I really want to remind you guys, okay, it's all right to live in our quiet little world and, and be writers and, you know, sit there at night in the dark and stare out the window. But I challenge you 
to go outside the window, go out into the dark. You know, put down your pen for a while. You don't have to write 24 freaking 7. Always have it close, but you don't have to write 24-7. You know, and go out there and go. It's, it's one thing pushing yourself out of your comfort zone on paper. It's easy to do it in a place that's safe. But go outside. You know, if you're from the country, go stand in the middle of the city. You know, if you're from the city, go out and hear the coyotes. You know, or go do something that you don't normally do. Experience things. Feel that input into your life. You know, live your life while you're writing about life. Um, I just I just can't encourage that enough. I, I see too many people get comfortable, I guess, living in front of a backlit world that they mistake that for reality in a way that I'm looking at this beautiful forest and, oh, that's so inspiring to me and I'm going to write about it. You'll write about it completely different if you're standing out in the middle of the forest writing about it. So that's just my my food of thought this week. So anyway, welcome. Speakeasy Cafe, open mic poetry show, The Sound of Ink. I am very excited to be here tonight. I'm really excited the wolf didn't eat me, and uh, I can be here, and I'm glad that I actually, you know, got this put together. Now, the workshop that we did, I did that with Stan and George, and the workshop that we did, I'm going to try to put on this weekend. Um, the, the One of the issues that I had in scheduling it is that Blog Talk changed the way a pre-recorded show can be scheduled. And so I'm working around trying to figure out how to make it do what I need it to do <laughs> to get that rescheduled correctly and be here and get it on and, and all that stuff. But anyway, I'm real excited about that. We had a lot of fun doing that workshop. So that should be coming up soon. If you want to call in tonight, Poets, the number 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All righty. Love to have you call into the show. Before we get started, I have a couple announcements. If you've not checked out our Worldwide Poetry Project yet, Rock That Poem, please do by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash rock that poem. As easy as rock, paper, scissors, a little bit of glue, and you're good to go. And you can promote your poetry, someone else's poetry, a poem, a verse, a poet, whatever. You know, Get it out there in the hands of the unsuspecting public. And yeah, rock that poem. Facebook groups. All right. Next thing is, if you're interested, like I spoke earlier about the workshop, if you're interested in putting together a workshop with us, please let me know. It would probably be easier for you to send me a private message on Facebook. If you are not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. All right. Let me know what you have in mind, and we'll get that put together for you. You can do anywhere from a 30-minute show to a three-hour show. It can be pre-recorded or it can be live. It all depends on what you need to do. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do this. It's just a way for us to explore what we're passionate about together in a much more relaxed atmosphere, more intimate atmosphere than we can do here every week. It gives us more, more time to talk and visit. All right, so with that said, I want to, every week I give you out a writing exercise and a writing prompt. And... I am going to give you your prompt first. Um, let me pull that up. I have the other thing. There we go. All right. So your prompt is, and these are. This is, of course, been, are based on my my time out camping here recently. Um, made me think about it. So I was thinking about 
the way I felt sitting there face-to-face with a wolf out in the wilderness. And if you ever look up northern Idaho, I guess they're having a really huge wolf issue there, wolf wolf problems. (laughs) Um, You know, but I thought about that moment where it was just cool. You know, I wasn't afraid at that point. You know, when I got over the initial startle and I wasn't afraid anymore. And just understanding the magnitude of the moment that I was in and just, you know, how that made me feel, how that made my spirit feel, you know, connecting like that and stuff. And so the prompt I want you to write about is I want you to think about that no matter what it is, something that would make your heart catch and then you would stand in front of with no fear and just be there. Um, so the prompt I wanted to do was the one I used, the one I'm using is in her wildness, in her wildness. Now you can genderly change that if you would like and make it in his wildness. You can make it completely different and make it in their wildness and our wildness and everyone's wildness and nobody's wildness, <laughs> you know, change it however you want, but something in something wildness and, uh, I think that'll be a fun prompt for you to play with. Now, this next one is kind of a combination inspired by my weekend, of course, or a week, excuse me, um, and a conversation I had with one of my poets a couple weeks ago. I was talking about concrete images and, and things like that, and I'm real big on, because there's nothing more amazing in a poem for me than having someone hit me with a surprise something that's surprising or unexpected or put together in a way that makes you go, oh, I wish I could duct tape them in the closet and steal that for my own good. You know, you you read something and you just know that it's good. So how do you do this? How do you find those? How do you write those? You know, what's the pathway, the secret? It would be great if we could write them all the time, but we don't. We know when we write one, you know. So how do we find them? And, you know, one of the ways is you have to be like a fly on the wall. You have to look at the world with a thousand eyes okay every perspective every you know from the good the bad the ugly the evil the the you know innocent the just you have to be able to dissect something and figure out the exact key to bring that emotion out in what you're trying to say and but i was talking i so i gave this this exercise on concrete images and he sent me this message and word for word it says nyla i'm not doing that silly topic I am a hard truth, look at life, hardcore poet. I don't do that foo-foo stuff. <laughs> and yes, I got permission to quote this email. I don't do that foo-foo stuff. And I thought, you know, I I was thinking, yeah, yeah, you are. Almost like it was the school marm. You know, I had my little pointy stick, and I went over and picked him up by the scruff of the ear and dragged him over and sat him in front of the chalkboard and said, oh, yes, you are doing this foo-foo shit, and this is why. <laughs> Teacher, don't mess around like that. <laughs> but so what I was talking to him about is, now you have to have this, you have to have a palette. You know, it's not just good to have a list of colors. Okay, I can describe something using every, all this these colors. It's completely different when you have a palette and you can get messy. And you can take those two colors and mix them together and make a whole new color, but it's still a part of each of the holes. So you can sit there and be talking about something terrible and use something beautiful in comparison, and all of a sudden that something beautiful makes you realize how ugly the ugly really is. 
you know, it makes it so vivid. And, and he goes, what are you talking about? And I said, and this, and, and please, I did not edit this. I did not change this. I did not, you know, I, I'm telling you guys all the time that we have to write a lot of crap in life in order to write the really great stuff, right? So this is one of the times, I mean, this is exactly what I wrote. Um, it says, okay, so I said, okay, so for example, young, or let's see, black men falling in the streets like the oak leaves in Central Park piling up under the uh, piling up on the path black and red but you can't uh, but you can't rake this up okay that was the crap that i wrote but the concept is there so being able to talk about um you know the black men getting killed the black men falling in the streets you know and the streets turning red how can you describe the pile up the the how min, how much it is and i instantly i thought about central park and those blood blood red leaves on the oak trees in late fall and how you know when they fall and cover the path and there's just so many leaves you know each representing a life piling up piling up covering the ground you know until all you can see is just this red everywhere piling up like leaves bodies and, you know, that was the image. And so to be able to describe it like that makes it much more powerful than saying something as opposed to um, black men falling in the streets, the streets running with blood. That's a very pre predictable image, okay? Whereas comparing the lives of the black men falling each one leaf and piling up makes you understand the mag. You're able to create a much more powerful image in someone's mind that's going to stay there. And that's what the concrete image comes from. That's what when I say concrete image, that's what I'm talking about. Is writing something that stays with somebody that doesn't go away, that they remember forever. They'll, you know, they'll think about that line. Five years later, they're going to remember that line. Something concrete, permanent. You implanted it. It's branded in their brain. Okay. And uh, so I told him, yes, yes, you are going to do that. And this is why. And so the exercise that I have for you this week is I want you to take a notebook or a piece of paper. I don't, I really encourage you guys to use paper and pencil, a spiral notebook, a journal, something like that. I love using journals. But anything that's handy, the back of your gas receipt, I don't care. Um, just always have paper and pencil. And anytime you can sit and write longhand, you know, do it. You write differently, you think differently. But I want you to sit down outside or look out the window if you have to, whenever you have time to do this. And I want you to think about the changing season, the, the seasons changing from spring and summer and going to winter, fall, or fall, winter. Okay, I want you to think about the the transition in a season, either from going to or coming from, whatever. I want you to write down, look out the window, and I'm, we're going to use fall because it's fall right now. All right, so I want you to look out, and I want you to write down all the colors of autumn. And it's going to be real cool because someone like me that lives out in the country, and I see the leaves and all of those things, Okay, my whole list of words or colors and stuff are going to be different than somebody who's on the streets in New York and they're writing down their colors of fall. They're not going to see the same things that I see. So it's really cool that the differences that can go that are going to be observed here. But I want you to look, go sit down and I want you to write down all the colors of autumn. Write down every single color that you can see looking around you out there. 
the sh- every shade of color, how many different colors. What is, you know, just write down everything you see. A little bit darker brown. There's another little bit darker brown over there. That one's really bright orange. That's pumpkin orange. That's definitely orange orange. You know, salmon orange over there. Okay. So you get the idea. But I want you to write down all the col- You don't have to get that technical maybe, but write down all the different colors. And then I want you to write down everything you associate with that color. You know, and you can start out with looking around and writing down the actual things, the orange tree, the green orange leaves on the tree, the blah, 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 the blah, blah, blah. And then start thinking about more ethereal. You know, what colors are in the smells around you? Okay. You can smell popcorn, so what does that make you think about? Amber, the amber butter, the smell of buttery popcorn. Okay, for me that brings a just a... a dark, rich, beautiful amber color, thinking about popcorn. So I could write popcorn, um, you know, the the sunset in, in the way that the smell of popcorn, amber, buttery popcorn, amber, I don't know, you figure it out, but you kind of see where I'm going. I start that, that train of thought in my head where I start mulling words around and I put them in a bowl and I start mixing them up and, and thinking and re-saying them and pretty soon I spit something and I was like, that's the way I want to say it. Okay, So it's really important to have these things, a way of mixing colors, mixing images to create the perfect one. Like we talked about earlier, it's one thing to have a box of crayons, it's another thing to have paint on a palette where you can make them swirl and mix them and combine them to make them exactly what you want. So that's your exercise for this week, all right, is to do that. Now, with that said, it is time to play a recording. Now, the recording, if you're a recording artist and you'd like to have a piece played on the show, you are welcome to email that to me. You can send it the word that is in the email title, the speakeasy cafe, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put MP3, audio file, something like that, recorded poem in the uh, subject line for me. And that would be absolutely perfect. We can get that uploaded to the show's library and uh, get that played for the world. So the piece that I have picked out to play tonight is actually by uh, Eddie Oliver, and it's called She Prays. Here we go. We'll be right back, folks. And that one's not working, so... Let's let's try doing that one again. Once again, this is She Prays with Eddie Oliver. I want to dedicate this poem, man. Female out there that's going through an abusive relationship. I call it she prays. She walks around with a pound of foundation on her face, man, just to hide those bruises. You ask her how it happened. She comes up with more and more excuses. Trying to hide the fact that she's in a relationship, man. Abuse. Like, like I can see Or like two fighters stepping in the ring at a Las Vegas arena, man. This is what her life is like pretty much every day. 
dealing with the husband who don't love her no more. And, and she insists. Uh, she insists that she's gonna stay. Not run away, not 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 just for their children's sake, but because she believes. She believes in her and her husband. It's alright. Some way. Back to the way it used to be, back, back, back to the way before things went awry, before their romance went astray, at least this is what she believes, and every night, every night, man, this is what she prays, while she weeps, right before she sleeps, she prays, she prays, she prays, she be like, Lord, this, take this other man away, and Bring me back my husband, uh, the one that used to be so sweet, uh, the one that used to romance me and sweep me off my feet, uh, the one that used to love me unconditionally and make me complete instead of this imposter, and instead of this monster that, that punches me in the face and brings me to my knees, Lord, please, help me, help him love me again, whatever sin I did to him, Lord, let, let him know that I, I still want to be his friend, I, I took a vow to love, to death do us apart, and that's what's in my heart, and that means until the end. That means, that means until the end. But hence a day later, man, she catches another beat down. But instead of getting right back up, this time, y'all, she stays down. She stays down, she stays down because she she's too tired to go another round. She's too tired. She's she's tired of the pound for pound, toe to toe, blow for blow of this wanna be pimp, beating her like she's his garden tool. She's had enough of this food. Lord, take this other man away and bring me back my husband, uh, the one that used to be so sweet, the one that used to romance me and sweep me off my feet, uh, the one that used to love me unconditionally and make me complete instead of this imposter, instead of this monster that, that punches me in the face and brings me to my knees, Lord, please. She prays, Lord, give me strength to, to leave this man before I have to kill this man, before this lifestyle, because this lifestyle I can no longer stand, Lord, help me, help me, help me, please.
That was Mr. Eddie Oliver with She Prays. Make sure you check him out on YouTube. An amazing writer, poet, playwright, actor, um, just incredible guy, Eddie Oliver. All right, before we get started, I want to let area code 903 know that you are not in the lineup. 903, if you want to read tonight, press 1 on your phone, and it will put you into the lineup, and I can unmute you and bring There we go. Gotcha. All right, so if you are on hold tonight, this is what you can expect. First of all, the number to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All righty. And when you come on, you will. Uh, we do take or, we do take callers in the order that you call in. All right, such as area code nine seven three is our first caller tonight. So when we bring you on, we say your uh, area code. You know it's your turn. When we do bring you on, make sure that you tell us your name. It's really important to have uh, people knowing who's reading and having your name attached to your work. Right now, the phone lines are kind of full, so you can read two very short poems or one normal-length poem. It's up to you. Uh, be courteous. Keep it right on the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people waiting in line behind you. And then when you're done reading, make sure you give us your URL. That way we can come over and find you and get to know you and your work better before you come back here and read again next week. Alrighty. Then remember... That this is also a mature-rated show. That means you're bound to hear just about anything, you guys, and you probably will, with the exception of hardcore erotica, no word porn, no adult poetry, anything other than that, you're good to go. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Um, uh, other than that, you're good. So let's go ahead, and I'm going to give you our first three callers. Alrighty, we're going to have... Area code seven three one, then six six one, and then four one nine. All right, that's going to be the order we're bringing people on tonight for the first three. Let's go ahead and grab seven three one. Seven three one, are you with me? I am with you. How are you doing, ma'am? I am doing absolutely awesome. How are you? Well, great. I missed you the last couple of weeks, but my schedule just didn't allow, and I almost. I like the alarms went off here at work and everything. I've been dealing with police and all for like first 20 minutes of the show. And I'm like, I'm not going to be here when she answers. And she's going to like, Michael, Michael. Well, no, you actually, you won't ever remember <laughs> my area code or anything. So I, I knew that it was you, but then that sounds kind of silly. So I, if I just, if I don't remember everybody, so I just try to say every, yeah, but there's some of you I definitely know. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, I can you remember like area codes. Well, let me ask you this, and you be you be honest, okay? Be mm-hmm. honest, buddy. What percentage of the cell phone numbers that you call on a fairly regular basis do you actually remember by, by heart anymore? Um, the only number that I know by heart right now mm-hmm. is the number to call into the show. Isn't that amazing? And you used to memorize every number. Now, with that said, my grandmother's phone number was uh, was MI81336. I still know my childhood phone number. But -hmm. those are the only other two. The numbers, you know, but, yeah, there used to be a time when you knew, you memorized everyone's phone number in your head. And I was thinking about the other day. If something happened and my phone died when I was out there camping and someone came up and said, can we contact someone for you? 
And I would have to say yes, the local police to go to this address and tell someone to call me. <laughs> you could you could remember addresses, but not phone numbers. There you go. That's well, uh, just because it's my place. address. <laughs> that's go to the blue what? house on that one street with the yellow dog, and tell them to call me. Oh, great! I'm hearing a uh, potential uh, uh, school alarm coming up with new obstacles next week. Okay, this week's poems <laughs> about a blue house. Okay, I'm being facetious. Um, I sent you an email. Oh, that's good. I'm ready to sound. Hang on a second. Oh, it's your idea, not mine. Don't dare come up and say, hey, Michael's idea is bad. I'm writing Michael's idea right down right now. Uh, you do that. <laughs> it's going to be a landmark poem. It'll be awesome. That'll be a great sign. Uh-huh. Yeah. Elizabeth Race, I'm going to read one of her poems tonight, one of her lyrical poems, more like song lyrics. She's off somewhere in Eastern Europe, calivanting, visiting the family. I think she's really cute, too. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Jimmy, she's really Absolutely. cute. She's just adorable. I, I know, I know. Uh, one, one of the first, probably the first person that I came to know on Facebook, after my MySpace days, that I read a poem of was well, was her, and uh, and it was really I really got right up to the point of doing it with you and everything, and and I looked at her last name R A C Z and went, holy cow! I don't have a clue how to pronounce this name, race. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, I probably thought of twenty different ways to pronounce a four-letter name, like. Please, Lord, don't let me get it wrong. Because oh, I hate to, I hate to embarrass myself. Well, no, I don't. I hate to embarrass myself regarding other people. Uh, embarrassing myself for the sake of humor. Yeah, I'll do it all day long. So there, I, uh, I updated my chat thing. It asked me to update something. It's still not working. I'm not on chat, but I usually can read it. But anyway, if, if you're going through some updates on there, I tried it, but the whole thing's just not working. But it will, on the playback for me, work every time, clear as a bell. So that's what really matters to me. So I don't have to hear it on the radio because I'm on the radio. <laughs> you want to hear Elizabeth's lyrical poem? I do. Here we go. This is called Ask Me in the Night by Elizabeth Race. If you want to hear the truth, ask me in the night. Ask me in the dark before I drift away. I will tell you all. I will open up my heart. Just ask me before the night turns into day. We'll talk and laugh and look into each other's eyes. We wish that we could be together. But I wonder deep. Do you realize that I want us to last forever? So what would you say if I told you I love you? Could you face the feelings I'm trying to hide? Would you care to know I'll always want you? Or maybe you prefer if I just lied? If you want to hear the truth, ask me in the night. Ask me in the dark before I drift away. I will tell you all. I'll open up my heart. Just ask before the night turns into day. (laughs) 
we'll be all right. We will be fine if I'm careful and keep my secret safe throughout the night. Maybe you don't have to know how much I need you so we can go on in the morning light. We'll talk and laugh and look into each other's eyes. I'll hide those feelings deep inside my heart. Maybe you will never know how much I love you, but we'll never, ever be apart. In poem. Wow. That was phenomenal. Why did you pick that one of hers? Well, she she posted it, reposted it recently, and and said, "Hey, this is one of my early lyrical pieces." And she was like, "You know, it's kind of sappy or corny, whatever word she used." And like, never was like, "No, this is uh, this is just you know, right to the to the uh, heart of the matter. That's that's what it is." You know, it reads like a song. I mean, my gosh, Richard Marks could have written this, and it needs to sell like a million copies. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that, it's that kind of a, it's that kind comparison. Of a yeah, yeah, it's all good. So, yeah, so when I saw that, I'm like, wow, i got to do this. But I haven't been here the last two weeks, so, you know, it looks like I've just not gotten to it, but it was really like my next thingy. <laughs> so there. If you would like to find Elizabeth Race on the land of Facebook, you can look her up at www.facebook.com slash Miss Clatu. That's capital M-I-S-S and a capital K-L-A-A-T-U. How about that? She's a lyricist and a songwriter, and it says so. She lives in Canada now. She doesn't live in Eastern Europe. She's off visiting her her uh, dad. So uh, anyway, we think a lot of her here in Tennessee. We just actually love her to death, and she's pretty awesome. Well, so are you, and you're a pretty amazing person for bringing us poets like this and sharing them with us, and people you admire, and you know, giving them giving their words a voice you know, where maybe they can't or haven't yet or whatever. Um, You know, just the fact that you're introducing us to them is just pretty cool and amazing, and I appreciate it, sweetheart. Thank you. You know what time it is now, Miss Nyla? It's time for me to step aside and make room for all the real poets. So thanks for your time this time. Until next time, so long. Love you bunches. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you, Michael. Michael Todd. On Facebook, you can find them there. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 661. you're on the air. Hello. Um, hey, sweetie, how uh, you doing? My name's Robert. Uh, I'm okay for the moment. I, uh, I'm sorry I missed your, uh, your show a couple times, uh, but I did get inspired by one of your posts, and I sent you a uh, Facebook message uh, with the poem in it and with the actual picture that inspired me um, that's on one of your uh, things, <laughs> on one of your posts. I rem- yeah, I remember you uh, commenting on that when I first posted it, saying that this inspired me. I think I might use it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the poem above the picture is, is the actual poem, so I'm going to recite that, if that's okay. Okay, please. Okay, well, the poem is called Broken Eclipse. It says, When I was a child, 
My heart was kin to naivety. My soul was on fire like that of the sun and burned with a yearning for knowledge and a craving for love. Yet, as many others know, I had succumbed to spiritual eclipse. The fires in me were quelled by the ever-present chill of darkness. The bliss of naivety was shattered into stardust and littered the tomb of denial. Over time, the cyclical misery took its toll. I lost the will to oppose it and gave in to the dark. Now, in my internal universe, all of the stars have died out, and with the eclipse ever enveloping, darkness is all that remains. And that's the end. You know, as you were reading that, I had it pulled up um, in case you emailed it to me, which I really appreciate when you guys do that. What's that other picture? That other picture is awesome, too. Um, so I was looking at that and reading along with what you wrote, okay? And I'm looking at the picture, and I'm seeing the things in it. I'm seeing why it inspired you, the way it went. You know, I love about how you talk about the just a, almost, a, almost a mythical place in the beginning, and then you talk about, you know, the being shattered into stardust and littering um, the tomb of denial. And then later you're talking about all that remains, but I'm looking at the picture, and, and that's not really all that remains, is it? Because, you know, I see the scars of the stardust. I see the, the, the you know, the battle wounds, the impact. So it's not really all of the darkness. And I think that... Um, you know, when you're writing from that dark place, it isn't just total darkness because total darkness is indifference to me. Yeah. That I mean, total darkness you can you can explain by indifference, but total darkness full of its ghosts and its scars and its wounds and you know all of that those things that fester and live in that place. I think that the picture that you picked really shows that well. I think it's a real good combination. So, you know, using them both together the way that they're meant to in, in a situation like this is super powerful. Wow. Well, thank you. I You're think, very welcome. Um, I I appreciate the, uh, the inspiration as well because these days I'm not very inspired to write much. Um, but, uh, yeah, like uh, in the end, it's more of along the lines of of like the end result of that kind of like it to to me the picture shows the middle ground, like when when it's tearing apart, and then mm-hmm. in the end there's you will see nothing, like there's nothing after, and that's what mm-hmm. you that's what I'm talking. Yeah, the indifference, the numbness, you know, the following. But if you look at that picture uh, and you turn the light off right now and it was total darkness. It would be total darkness, but all the damage that's done that's showing there in the picture would still be there. You just couldn't see it, you know. So right, right. it isn't total darkness. It's it's that total darkness. It's it's you know all of those things that may, that took it to that shattering point are still there in that total darkness with you. So it's it's pretty powerful. I loved it. Thank you. I You're welcome. I do have one more, if that's okay. Okay. Um, I wrote it uh, after a month of not being able to write anything, so, and it was just pretty much what came out, uh, and um, I'll try to keep it short, but it's, uh, I'll say it, it's, I'll recite it quicker, but 
This one is um, called Ghost of Regret. And it says, There are days when your greatest joys cannot make a dent in the anhedonia. You feel less human and thrive on nullity. The shell of nothingness that you have become is all that you have left. You try to reflect, yet you have no reflection. It is gone. The stranger in the mirror looks as confused as you feel, yet the eyes hold the same emptiness. Your mind, once rife with desire and creative flair, a storm of crackling energy that brimmed with potential, is now as a blackened tomb that houses the corpse of aspiration. Your body, it is but a mockery of its former glory, a fleshy prison of the spirit that has dimmed and faded in tandem with the light within. Your heart, the hollowed vestige of brokenness, martyred for the sake of love, is shriveled from its timeless bleeding for the care of others. Ever the fool, your kindness makes you fodder, and the vultures have their fill. The ghosts of regret cackle in glee and dine upon your failures, watching as you carry your tomb upon your back in search of an unattainable peace. And that's it. I love the line in there, your kindness makes you fodder. That's a real surprise. When I talk about surprising lines, that's a real surprising line when you hear it read. And instantly, you know, it's easy to say, you know, your 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 kindness makes you weak or, you know, you're you're just a pushover, you know. But to be able to explain it that way, your kindness makes you fodder. Just really mm-hmm. is strong, strong imagery. You you do that a lot in your work. That's something I really admire about you. So great job, Robert. Thank you. Thank you as well. So do me a favor, um, love. Tell everyone how they can find you. Okay. Well, I am uh, at allpoetry.com under the name Robert N. Uh, it's Robert and then space, capital N, and three dots. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, a lot of my work is uh, is there. And um, on Facebook, uh, well, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be giving out my Facebook right now. Uh, but yeah, in any case, I, I really enjoyed, um, calling and, and I, I like, you know, hearing your interactions and whatnot. And I enjoy all the poetry that you, uh, have on your show and I appreciate you letting us call in. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. I've got your all poetry page, um, not your Facebook page, but I've got your all poetry page and I'm posting that into the chat room for you. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. And great job. I've missed hearing you read. I you know, you I don't expect you guys to sit out there and uh, your website looks awesome by the way. Um but I don't expect you guys to sit out there and, you know, be at my beck and call and, you know, I I know you have lives. I know you guys aren't going to be able to call in every week. I know you have stuff to do. And don't think that I'm sitting back here taking tab, even though it's been nine weeks since you've called in. I'm not keeping tabs on, I'm joking, I don't know how long it's been, (laughs) but it's stuff like that. Um, You know, it's kind of like speakeasy cafe. I mean, that's your hangout place. You know, you may have to go out and, you know, go out of town and, you know, go out on the job or do something like that. But when you're in town, 
you always go back to the speakeasy cafe. You always go back to that hangout. You always go back to that place. So it's okay sometimes if life pulls you away. We know that happens. But you always have a table here. You always have a cup of coffee here. You always are, you know, we always know your name here kind of feeling is the way I, is the way I really want it to be. So, you know, if, if that hasn't been a while since you called in, don't think, oh, my gosh, I can't call in now because if I do, she's going to spank me and put me in the poetry corner. That's not going to happen. It might, but it probably will not happen. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really glad you made time. And whenever you can be here, it's just it's a great treat, and it's great to have you around, and we appreciate you. Thank you very much. You always make it a pleasure to be here. Um, <laughs> I will bid, it, bid you adieu, and I uh, hope everyone has a great night. Mm. All right. Thank you, Bye-bye. Robert. Great job, honey. All right. So, guys, our next caller comes from area code 419419. You're on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hello, you. Oh. How are you? This is Shelly. I know who it is. There's only one. Otherwise, no one on the show is room. You can't mistake that voice. (laughs) I said, otherwise, on your show, known as 419. (laughs) 419. You got to be so. I want you. I want you to write a poem now. That's that's your homework. Everybody's homework. Okay. (laughs) Thank you to write a poem about our digits. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. I want the title of the poem to be about the secret you, you know, something, whatever kind of take you want. But you know, like uh, Agent Four Hundred Nine, yeah, or Four Hundred Seven, or whatever it was, <laughs> with his girl Friday. You know, the whole Sam Spade yeah. thing. I want you guys <laughs> to take your first three um, numbers of your area code, and so Shelley, you're going to be Agent. Four one nine, and I want you to write me a poem in the style of Sam Spade. Out of all the freaking poetry reading hangouts in the world, she walks into mine. Agent four one nine. I want you to write that poem. I, want you I can try. <laughs> <laughs> I can try most definitely. <laughs> uh. Uh, see now, you know how the the word the food the food of thought takes root, and I'm thinking, okay. So how cool would it be if I could do something on a special show that's kind of like one of those how to host a murder parties and everybody's these secret agents and we've got agent 419 and agent 732 and agent 219 and we all call in we're all you know do like this virtual reality how to host a murder poetry and impromptu thing and yeah, and every and everyone has their, you know, you don't know who really they are unless you know their voice. And, and then I'm thinking, oh, my God, what in the hell am I thinking? That's never going to happen. That would be really cool, be, though. Think of a, I know, you could do like theory. a scenario and everybody writes on their own what the role they played. <laughs> Maybe I could be the one that dies. We could do a how to host a murder and you're all the ones trying to figure it out, figuring out which poet yeah. did it. And, and <laughs> I can write a poem at the beginning, give out the whole scenario and the clues, and then you guys have to figure out who wrote it. Or who did it? Nice. Yeah. That would be fun. <laughs> See, I'm just stupid be. enough to do shit like that. <laughs> it's not stupid. It's creative and outside of the box thinking. Oh, God. Oh, now it's in my head and it's not going to go away unless I do it. Uh-oh. All right, you and I are going to have to host that together. That's going to be our workshop we do, something fun. But 
that would be fun like that, yeah, and have it be interactive so all the people that call in like can write what their contribution was to what the role they played in that scenario that you bring out on the show. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm, my head hurts already. <laughs> uh, I like the Choose Your Own Adventure books when we were kids. I love those things. Dragon on page four. There's no dragon on page four. <laughs> but you can bring your the poetic side of it, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, what'd you bring us so tonight, my, sweetheart? Okay, I have been turned on to a song, um, and it's a um, a bluesy kind of song. It's a song, and I wrote lyrics about it, so it is kind of sad when you think of the blues and stuff like that. But I kind of wrote it into. I wanted to do it into that step, and then when I wrote it. I turned back, I tried to edit it so I could sing along with that song, but then the more I write it and write it and write it, I'm editing and editing it. So I'm going to read it, but it's the very, like, it'll be edited like 2,500 more times. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're, it's, you're so it's much better. Yeah, I will totally have to edit. I've, I've already, like, their lines and stuff crossed out, so if I bleep up, I'm sorry. But um, it's called Let's See What Tomorrow Brings. And because it's the blues, I have that heartache in there. And um, I, I just the song I hear is actually by Steve Earle, um, that Fort Worth blues that kind of makes me cry if you listen to the lyrics. And that's kind of where I based this from was that song. So, um, so let's see what tomorrow brings. Let those lyrics walk around inside you. Let the days we have become forever true. Let these lazy days go on forever, walking in the sunshine next to you. Trying hard now to keep a straight face, happiness is gone, left with the sadness of the absence of you. My heart begins to palpitate when I shut my eyes to the remembrance of the beauty of your face. Closing my eyes brings in visions of your smile, lighting up my darkness where light did reside, flashing back the love that we had etched in time. Walking hand in hand, we forged our own path where our steps outnumbered our heartbeats. Words that were spoken were seldom said and very few. Let the spirituality of life befall us. In each day, let us find something brand new. Let the love of God be there to guide us, holding on to one another and our love oh so true. Longing to give us strength to carry on now, help us find a way to make it through. You make living look oh so easy. I want to live the rest of my days with you. Walking around this narrow path we took together, holding hands I took my steps with you, wishing that we could stay like this forever, wanting for us to be forever true. But I know goodness, it doesn't last forever. That's why today I'm holding tight to you. There will come a day when this won't matter, hoping the memory of your love will help to see me through. With the remembrance of all you were to me, let the memory and peace be known that I loved you. Walking hand in hand on this narrow path, it twists and turns, but is big enough for two. The journeys of our life will go on forever. The people we encounter do come and go. I used to think forever meant forever until I found out the truth of endings. Walking around now, solo in my footsteps, learning life was nothing that I knew. I'm happy of the days we had together and happy to have shared them all with you. Loving all the times we held on to each other, Weekend lovers was all that we both knew. The sacrifices we made for one another, my longingness is just to be with you. Walking on a bend now, down that narrow road, singularly, I now walk alone. The steps we used to take, we took together. No hand to hold in mind, in desolation I find. Still, to keep carrying on my head held high, 
without you, my love, by my side. You can do and be anything in life you want to, choosing whatever dreams may bring. But I find the music of your memory makes my lonely heart just want to sing. Loving all your melodies we shared together, your music so beautiful and sweet. As I continue down the path now, I find my strength to put a smile on my face, wipe away my tears. It was all in the way that you once loved me, forever leaving me to hold on to my dreams. I still want to be with you forever, so baby, let's see what tomorrow brings. I used to think that forever meant forever, but reality and sadness is oh so true. One day I woke up and now walk my own path, which I hope and pray will lead me back to you. Because I used to think forever meant forever, until I found out the painful, bitter truth. As I walk down the path of our memories, I put a smile upon my face and wipe away my tears, for it was all in the way that you love me, forever leaving me to hold on to my dreams. I still want to be with you forever. So, baby, let's see what tomorrow brings. Let's see what tomorrow brings. And peace. Wow. You know, I love the, I love the whole feel of the, I used to, you know, you tell someone, I'll be there forever. And you know it's mm-hmm. a lie when you say it. But you know, mm-hmm. you don't understand in the truth that it's not a lie, that it's the absolute truth. And that poem's perfect example <laughs> of that. You know, you tell someone, I'm going to be there forever. And you know forever yeah. isn't forever. But it is because in that piece, you're still talking about him right there. You know, you're, he's still right there. He ain't gone nowhere. Forever is forever. The fingerprints that he helped create who you are reading that poem at that moment. You know, every fingerprint up until that point will be with you forever. And so you're, he, you know, forever is forever, even though he's not there. Forever is forever. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I love the way that all played out. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I was thinking of more of a song, the lyrical tone, but if you ever get a chance to listen to that Steve Earle song, um, Fort Worth Blues, that's kind of where I got it from, but. Some of the lines coincide with that, but it's such a beautiful song and the everything. So, but that's kind of my inspiration for writing that is from that song. Well, get together with Moon Cookie and see if he can kick out some music for that or something. That would be awesome. <laughs> Moon Cookie is amazing. Yeah. You know, he. I know he's always really busy and he has 500 million projects going, <laughs> and I don't know. Uh, you know, if he would have time, but it never hurts to poke him and say, Moon Kiki, <laughs> you want to play with this with me? Let's see what he says. Yeah. Be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you for letting me read. <laughs> You're very welcome, Miss Shelley. You want to tell everyone how to find you? Um, on Facebook, Shelley Gambino, that's S-H-E-L-L-Y-G-A-M-B-I-N-O. I'm on Facebook for that. I also have my own public site, Polit poetical intrigue um, that I put just all my poems on and sometimes thoughts of the day. And I can be found on SoundCloud. Um, again, I don't have the best singing voice, but um, it's all my lyrics that I wrote. I got like I think 29 songs on there. But yeah, so under Shelly Gambino as well. So. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. <laughs> love you dearly. Thank you so much. Yep. You did a great job and tonight. Thank you. And until we meet again, <laughs> have a good night. Until we meet again. <laughs> Bye, honey. <Yep. laughs> Thank you, Nyla. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Agent 732, or a caller, I'm sorry, 732, you are next on the air. Are you with me? Yes, I'm here. It's nice to be here. This is my first time joining you. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Do you want to introduce yourself, please? 
Yeah, I'm Ann Kessner, and I have two short poems to read tonight. I put out, um, I've been putting out free collections of poetry ebooks over the summer, and just put the last one out the beginning of October. So I have two poems from that collection. Okay. And if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and read then. Please, yes. The, the first one is called Until the End. Too often I am fed only my inadequacies, my right arm too weak to hold up the ceiling, and in the left my stillborn son. My legs that could not run fast enough to catch my ghost as she left me. Daily, I could not be nourished on these, my weakness ever starving me. Yet constant is my blood pulsing, never surrendering, even after defeat, even after I am captured. Always, the sacrifice dies screaming, kicking violently at the face of God. Once she is tied to the stake and the torch is pressed to the timber, the vow is made stronger. Fire burns belief hotter. The damned cannot alter allegiance. It is too late. Conviction is forever. This is my strength. In all of my failure, I have not surrendered. That was flipping amazing. I absolutely love that piece. That's, and that's actually part of it's the the ebook that that's in is called Surviving the Sorrow. So there's there's quite a quite a few poems in there. I think there's 50 poems in there about you know going through hurt and healing and not surrendering through the pain you go through. Now that whole time that you were reading that, my. My my perception of it, and that's one of the things that I think that's really cool about it. You know, it's just like someone standing in front of a piece of uh, art and looking at the picture. That's why I love doing picture prompts is because it's the same picture, but you can get 50 different things written about the same thing by someone's perspective. And so when you were reading that piece, for me, what I was seeing was the fierceness in femininity, the, the... that part, that side of us that we're not going to apologize for, you know. It was to me, it was very empowering sounding, and you know, I'm not making excuses that I'm not an angel. I'm not making excuses that I'm not purity, you know. Mm. I, yeah. I can be and ugly and was, messy was, and dirty and deal with it, and this is me, and I'm not going to, you know, cover myself. I mean, it was just a very for me, it was a very powerful feminine feeling poem. Thank you very much. It was sort of the, the beginning part of that for me was just our everyday, you know, and the, like towards the end was my, you know, Joan of Arc in my head, and exactly. just sort of comparing the fact that you know just getting the kids to school and the grocery shopping and dinner on the table and you know, nobody knows how you know we don't think about how hard that struggle is, and how easy it is just in our daily life to feel like we've completely fallen short. And it's just mundane things. You know, we're not this heroic figure, but day-to-day we can feel that way. And we keep Mm -hmm. getting up each morning and trying again. Yeah, I always say all the time, it's like, I woke up this morning thinking I was Wonder Woman, and I went to bed wondering what I was thinking. (laughs) 
some days you feel like you have to be, and then it. But you know, like people call it mundane stuff, and it's like it's not. It's a challenge. Things mm-hmm. aren't always easy, even though we're all expected to do them day by day. It can be a challenge. Mhm. Absolutely. So, and you said you wanted to read a second one. I have a shorter one, and it's it's from the same collection. Um, but since it's World Poetry Day today, I have one that's called To Be Keymaker. It's too, I might not be too good at reading this one. I'm almost reading in the dark here for some reason. I don't know why I turned on the internal light. Too, too many doors are closed. Too many keys are missing. If only I could unlock you. If only I could unlock me. There are too, too many doors closed and doors closing every day and never enough keys. If only I could learn to be a key maker, oh, the doors I would open, so, so many doors that I would open, so many locks, doors, and millions locked alone behind them. If only I could make keys instead of poetry. Wow. That was amazing. I hope poetry is a sort of key that helps, but... You know that that's a that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. I was trying I was trying to think there was something that I wrote one time. Um, oh, what was it? I'm trying to remember which piece it was. That, where I talked about keys and doors and locks and and um, I can't remember what it was. I was going to try to find the line because it was like. Hey, I know what you're talking about because this is exactly where I was writing at the same place, the type of thing. But I don't remember what it's called. Some one of my special no. pieces. You think I'd remember it and memorize no. it, but I don't. <laughs> now look, you have so, so many in your head. It's really hard to fish out one on. I know, right? <laughs> you know, it's it's like, I, oh my God, what, where is that one? It's almost like trying to search for something on your computer and it's like dragging in there and you get frozen and so, but. Exactly. So those are the two, exactly. and very excited that I got through today. I am really glad that you did too, because now that you've been here and you've read, you know you're no longer. I mean, you're now family. You're no longer a stranger. You're now family. So uh, I'm real excited. I'm real excited to have you here, and I'm real excited to get to know you and your work better, and have you come back share and read some more, and and uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's been nice listening a few times. So there is a there's a Thursday once a month poetry reading that we have down here where I live. So and it's actually tonight, but I had a migraine and I stayed home. So I was like, wait a second, I st- I can still catch a poetry reading <laughs> without having to drive with a migraine. So you know what would be really, really fun about how many thing. people are in the group? What is that? How many people are in the group that usually go regularly? Um, you know, there's usually about fifteen twenty that show up. And it's a mix of poets and music at a library, so it's it's a nice sized group, but it's a you know it's a forty five minute drive, and when you've got a migraine, you don't want to be driving anywhere. <laughs> so it would be really fun if you guys, if you guys could write a poem, and each of you did a verse in the uh, you know, and like each of you did a verse like a haiku. My verse, you know, I do my haiku first and the next one. But you do a collaboration of short verses like that together. And then at one of your readings, call in the show and set the phone up on speaker and have each person in line 
come through and read their verse in the poem and do a collab on the air. That would be awesome fun. Oh, that would be neat, because it's actually the, the gentleman who runs that one who, like, told me about your show, because he tries to catch it when he's not running that one on the other Thursdays during the, during the month. What's his name? So, but it's it's Dennis Townsend. He's never called oh, in, yeah, though, I don't yeah, think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I know he's 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 been around. He's he likes it. So he's the one In who Jersey turned the ball onto it. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. So tell him, tell him that idea. Tell him that you guys should coordinate that and and call I'm in on a Thursday. I know. Yeah, it would be fun. That's a heavy metal poet. Yes, that's Dennis. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yes, he is very endeared here. We love him very, very much. Incredible guy. Oh, good. All right, sweetheart. Well, I'm glad that he sent you our way. I'm glad that you were able to come on and share. If you're on Facebook, add me to your contacts. It's Nyla, like New York, Los Angeles, N-Y-L-A, Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. And um, shoot me over a friend's request. There's two of them. I have a, a different page, Nyla Tay, which is my full name, but... Nyla is the poet, my poetry page. So Nyla, Alicia, send me a message, and we can keep you updated on things we've got coming up and events and workshops and all kinds of good stuff. Oh, that's great. And then um, I do have a website, if you don't mind me. Please. Announcing what that is. It's um, it's very simple. It's my name. It's Ann Kessner, and it's A-N-N. And Kessner is K-E-S as in Sam, T-N-E-R, dot com so it's ancasner dot com and if you go there there's I have five collections of free poetry ebooks out that you can you know there's links to where you can download them from Barnes and Nobles or Apple and read more so trying to just get the poems out kind of purging them out of my life so that there's more room for me to write new ones very cool well I'm glad you're here. And please, if you get a chance, you know, keep a poem in your pocket and your phone handy and sneak off to the bathroom and call in the show. <laughs> I will. All right. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, anytime you get a chance to call in on that, we would love to have you here. Yeah, so it was great coming in. You have a good night, and I'll keep listening. Lost my line there for a minute. All right, sweetheart, thank you very much. All right, let me get this under control here. All right, our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Turn down the the computer. I'm doing wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? I'm good. I'm doing good. You want to introduce yourself to everyone? Hello, everybody. Listen on here. This is Brother Old Carmen from New Chicago, Indiana. It's very good to hear from you, sweetheart. What do you have for everybody tonight? Oh, I got something. Hold on. This poem is called Companion for Comfort Seat. 
in? Yeah, go ahead when you're ready, hon. My dear brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters here, these only trees turning from green in shades of red, orange, yellow, and brown. The weather's turning cooler. It's going to get chilly outside. Put on your favorite fall clothes and bundle up underneath your favorite blanket. This special time of year with single brothers and sisters are such a good companion to keep them company for Jesus Day and Valentine's Day. Welcome to Comfort Season. First of all, what exactly is Comfort Season? Comfort Season is that time of year where desire for single brothers and sisters to look up for the holidays that are all time high. Brother, you notice the fellow single friends proclaim that once you by themselves the rest of your life. Appearing at parties or holiday gatherings with a companion or a new boyfriend or girlfriend. Other of your single friends, social media or online dating sites, hoping to connect with someone for the holidays. Or they have several friends with extra benefits during coffee season. That time of year with single brothers and sisters look for companionships and relationships and they imagine sharing treats on Halloween. They imagine sharing a Thanksgiving feast with both families at the dinner table and changing gifts with that special someone for Christmas. Toasting glasses, champagne, and ring in the New Year. Celebrating and keeping each other warm during the long and cold winter nights. And celebrating Valentine's Day with a romantic day along with flowers, cologne, and chocolate. My dear brothers and sisters, I as much as I proclaim myself as a, a constant ladies, man, in modern day land of Calvary and I brother the different meal for professional poetry, I'm currently searching for a companion for cover season because even I need to call me up a woman too. To quote Al Green, I'm tired of being alone. Here I am in my early 40s, and I know that I possess all the attributes and qualities that most sisters are looking for, yet I sometimes be able to look at and reject. It's a challenge for this brother to get a date these days. Also, my close friends, either married, single, married, engaged, or relationships. Yeah, I messed up real relationships because I chose to be a player for life, and that's why I currently don't have a wife. As hard as I try to put my past reputation behind me and attempt to live new lifestyle, those temptations of being with multiple women trying to come back is causing a backslide. Man, you just don't know how tempting, beautiful, and sexy sisters are to me. It's very hard for me to resist that I can I had to give all praise to God for snatching away, me away from that when he did. Because I was on the path to become the next little chamberlain. My dear brothers and sisters, for once in my life, I deserve another chance to be with a virtuous woman because I'm tired of being labeled as a player. And I'm undergoing the process of transforming into a brother who is faithful to only one sister. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm searching for that special companion who I can take to church. To me, my church family, praise and worship God and attend Sunday school and Bible studies for a shared fellowship with. 
I'm searching for a companion. He don't mind with watching football with me. I share my in-depth knowledge of my favorite sport with him. So he told me a snack. I'm saying I'm searching for a companion with his eyes to be my exercise partner, my prayer partner during my business to the guys and my daily partner who enjoys going out and having a good time and possibly my lifelong partner. I'm searching for a companion who I can tell relax with after a long day of work where I can have breakfast, brunch, lunch, Dinner dessert with, who I can share a couple of drinks with, and who got who can, and who I can cut off with and keep warm while watching TV and listening to music. I'm searching for a companion who I can connect with on a spiritual level, who I can build a friendship with, and who shows great potential to be considered as my future girlfriend. I'm searching for a companion who does not bring drama to the table, says she has a pleasant personality. That is compatible with mine. I need someone who I can talk to about anything and just be there for me when I need them. I'm searching for that special companion who is tired of me by herself all the time and looking for a real brother like me to keep her company. Who needs a real brother like myself to remind her that she's beautiful both for the outside and inside. Who needs a real brother like myself to treat him like a lady? Who needs a real brother like myself to take care of his needs? And who needs a real brother like myself to value and treasure? I'm searching for that special companion who I can spend time with the family along my family during the holidays, who I can share special occasions with, especially our birthdays, and who I can enjoy the fun times of life while in the company. You know, it's really funny when you first started reading that, I'm thinking, boy, this is a guy that knows what he wants. Good luck. (laughs) You know, and then I'm listening more and more and more, and I'm thinking, you know, this is pretty awesome because most people put more research into what kind of a computer to buy or kind of a car to buy then they do their mate, you know. They they get lost in, oh, my gosh, look at her cute little patootie, and, or, oh, my goodness, did you see his guns, or whatever, and they don't make good choices, and that's why we have so many crappy relationships out there, you know. And then you start talking about the end of it, you know, someone that I can, I can talk to anything about, you know, and... And part of it, you ta- I like the fact that you talked about your spiritual, your spiritual belief, how important your faith is to you. But at the same time, in a couple lines earlier, you talked about someone who can sit down and have a drink with me, which if you follow most faiths, you're not supposed to drink, unless, of course, you're reading the, the, the Bible of Rumi. Um, <laughs> you know, so you're, re- you're writing that from a very human place. And I'm thinking, you know, good for you taking this time to figure out what you really want in life and be picky and be choosy because what you're talking about the end, that type of person that can be human with you, that type of person that really does truly love unconditionally with you, that does exist. You can find that. That is not an impossible task. I promise you that. You know, So if you know what you want, 
don't be so horny out there, guys and girls, <laughs> that you can't wait and make a smart choice. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm done now. <laughs> Great poem. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I, I love that. I love that you put that much time and thought into who should be your mate. I think more people should do that. Mm-hmm. All right, tell everyone how to find you, darling. I, to those of you who are not familiar with my work, you can find me on Facebook on Omar Brother Ogazi. Very easy to me, very easy to find. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you so much for reading all of that stuff. Absolutely great piece. Again, you know, I applaud and, and hope you stick to your guns on that. And, um, uh, You don't get what you're looking for. But thank you, sweetie. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, I'll be on next week. Thank you. Okay, perfect. All right, we'll talk to you then, sweetie. Thank you. All right, our next caller comes from area code. Um, Which one was it? We have area code 832. Agent 832, you are on the air. Are you with me? Uh, Most of the time. Hey, sweetie, hey, how are you? I had to pull it up at speaker. Yeah, I'm all right. How you doing? I am doing absolutely wonderful. It is good to hear from you. Yeah. Hey. Well, actually, I, uh, in the meantime, I have uh, got like five or six pieces that are works that I put into one of my uh, ever-continuing uh, little chappy books that I use in terms of, you know, uh, hand-printed in to be able to read them. And uh, and this is the – I like this one just because it starts off with a real simple uh, two-word two beginning to, to phrase work that you can – well, it's pretty much just something you can take to any, any way you want. And uh, it's, I, I like it because, it, you know – it allowed me to do what I wanted to do. <laughs> so who doesn't anyway, like something that allows you to do what you want to do? Well, you know, it's it, it, I say it like that because I mean I I've never tried to just well, you know me long enough to know that that you know when I'm when I write I I I write following what I call the 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 natural landscape. I don't try to push anything anywhere. I don't try to structure it. I don't try to you know figure out where I'm going before I get there because it just doesn't work that way for me. And so, I mean, I just follow the trail, and then when I get to the end, it's like, oh, okay, that's where I was going. So, <laughs> so those, so those kind of uh, phrasings that allow for the the multiple options are the ones I like best because then you like say you don't have to sit between, say, for instance, like second and third gear. You can ram that sucker up into sixth and just let it fly. So you know, it's it's you know. To me, it's just better that way. I like the, the that that sense of you know just take it where I want it to go instead of well okay I have to fit now I don't have to fit I'm going where I want to go. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's what this is, and um, so it's it's uh, the, the the title for this is called uh, But Then. We led the way 
through wars we knew nothing about. But then we weren't fighting for them. Pardon. We forged a path through tears, bloodshed, and skin-scarred agony. But then our strength for survival was not gathered for them. We have struck deals, made compacts and agreements which we have adhered to the letter as they never could. Lies, poisoned thoughts, broken literary rubble mounted before them as if ready for burial. So many tombstones for such offensive language, language to which they profess ignorance of their own terminology, but then we didn't sign our flesh to those deals for them. Nombe Baha, Shage Baha, Kshite. We have seen our peoples die from starvation from behind paper walls and a cherry fire. Their charred remains at our feet, not even enough for the ceremonial wrap of binding to a burial tree. We have watched our old ones suffer daily in the shadows of someone else's progress. We were told we too could sink our teeth into the arterial mass of our mother, help with her destruction. Some of us chose the liquid mask of liquor. Some of us left the best of ourselves with the bones of our old ones as if we could shed our structures of DNA like a snake would its own old skin. But then... We did not make our choices for them. Some of us stand between two cooking pots with a groaning hunger, painted shades of indecision on our faces. Some few of us make sacrifice to feed the peoples our way of life. Collective spirit, all the clay of human beings. There remain those who walk the way of healing, sometimes reeling from the hideous nest of prejudice, contempt, threatened for carrying forward what is their truth. It is said, and properly so, that the problems never change nor the answers that can affect return to self. But then we did not become professions of truth, of dance, ceremony, red earth medicines for them. Ghost Road born, most of us upon our night journeys travel alone, walking blessed by the spirit kind, working with our hands, giving what we have to those who need us most in this life, ensuring their survival. There are numbers of great tragedy 
statistics of OD inebriated the branded burdens of killing victimologies and suicide. Drowned bones wedged into the weave. Driftwood drifts. Nidonagaka. An eternal flood. They have seen too much. Saved too little of themselves. Absence of opportunity for relief. Bound as we are deep within the roots of Holocaust. Genocide. The Americas. The one they won't recognize. We live in shadow play every time we bother to wake up. We are ghost road born, walking all of them home, making sure they are none of them alone. But then we didn't, we don't die for them. Migake to save a life. Wasida Ujongi, the harvest path. Donke Ujongi, Obeki, and peace. Wow. Amazing, absolutely amazing, Soldier Blue. Thank you. Like, can you can you see what I'm saying with you know with that kind of a that kind of a just an, an opening shot as far as the phrasing, you you can literally just take that wherever you want it to go. Hmm. I just just well you know, I'm you know I'm not even gonna try to explain it. You know what I think. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ms. Nyla, you can find me on uh, Facebook.com uh, and uh, under the name of Rafe Wild, and then uh, underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blues, so that would be me. And, um, <laughs> that would. You know, I just keep going and do what I do. It's kind of an interesting thing, and uh, just as a after note of all things, uh, all of a sudden in the last months um i'm gonna say about six months uh or so for whatever reason and i'm thankful that it is happening and that is that uh independent media as well as a lot of the uh, younger generations of uh, people on the reservations really starting to heat up that conversation about the missing and uh, missing and murdered uh, indigenous women, mm-hmm. and they they're basically calling it up under that anagram too, M M I W, and that that is a good thing. That, that that means people are starting to be aware that these are not just in just you know, random happenings, and that it's not just one or two. It's it's a lot more than that. So I'm glad to see that starting to happen. That's a good thing. Perhaps we can take it further and start uh, doing some preventative things to that end. So, Very cool. Yeah, right. and I thought that was a good thing. So I uh, will see you next week. Like I said, I've got about six more that I already have in here. Obviously, I didn't read all of them tonight. But, um, yeah, i got some more. 
All right, I'm putting your link into the chat room because oh, okay. Sean, I was looking for it. Just so you know. All right, we'll talk to you next week, Liv. Yes, ma'am. All right, so Sean, I put Soldier Blue's link in the chat room for you, and um, you can have him get you the link that you're asking for because I'm not sure. All right, thank you, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Thank you, ma'am. And always, as always, I appreciate you having this venue for us. Just, uh, just wanted to make sure that that's mentioned too. It's not something taken for granted. Well, thank you. I appreciate you too, Mr. You Blue Blue. <laughs> hey. Bye, sweetie. Take care. <laughs> I love making him laugh. All right, our next caller comes from area code two five six two five six. You're on the air. Let me go ahead and give the next three callers so you know where you are. We have two five six two one six and then nine zero three. Okay, so two five six. You're with me now. Good evening, Nyla. This is Stan Phillips. Hey, Stan. How are you, sweetheart? <laughs> Can I'm I have you under a rock you. right now? <laughs> wow. Under a rock? Yes. We had so much fun doing that doing that oh, um, yes. workshop. And then when I got it scheduled, Blog Talk Radio had changed the way you do a pre-recorded show so there was absolutely no way last Thursday to really advertise the fact that that was there. In fact, it didn't even show up in the show's log until it went live. So yep. it was insane. I was just absolutely panicking, trying to do this stuff over my phone from on top of the mountain, and just it, I was just oh, it was horrible. And then I rescheduled it, and the storm took the electric out. And then the next night it was like, okay, I got it scheduled. I'm doing it the next night. I'm going through my day, and it's like, okay, I'm going to lay down and take a nap. I've got about three and a half hours before the show starts, and I woke up three hours after it was over. So it's just like, it was just like, what? What is it about this show? It's it's just I keep messing it up. So I, we're going to put it on this weekend, I believe, and, and so that everyone's got an actual link to it. It's a great, great workshop we did. We had a lot of fun with it, but... Yeah, I just need I need to put it out there one time on a normal link so we have it. Oh, so the the two poems should not be the I am poem or the you are poem. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. See, that's why that's why I had to jump in real quick and tell you that I just yeah. I just was a total freak this week. Bad. I, it's like I cannot believe it's like oh I've got three and a half hours before the show I'll just take a quick nap and I seriously woke up I slept for six and a half hours who does that tired people oh well no I don't want to be one of them <laughs> I have things have to do well, yeah after you have your nap yeah obviously <laughs> There you go. <laughs> it taught me who was boss, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, don't read one of those tonight, you or George. Well. I said George, huh? Yes, you did. <laughs> Good. Okay. All right. I'm him. here. Okay. So, since I can't do one of those, I imagine I do one that was a spinoff from it. Okay. How about that? 
No one will know what we're talking about. Shh. Be very, very secret. Right. Okay. And uh, I actually did this already um, because it was not the actual exercise, but it was something that I'd spun off from the actual exercise. Mm-hmm. And that came off of the UR, and I, I premised this to the same. I started off with that same basic uh, premise for the first four lines. <laughs> Not the same stuff. Okay, completely different. And then uh, did a complete poem from that point on. Okay. Okay. So this is called The Pike, Rite of Passage. You are the wooden beast. You are the milestone to reach. A boy's rite of passage, you are. You are the Pike roller coaster. Hot summer in Long Beach, the family taking time to play. For me, something more. My age, my height. It's time. I've been to the boardwalk, past the endless cars and beach. I've ridden the other rides, watched others survive the pike. Monstrous wood-framed beast. I could remember its roar and wind as cars of screaming victims flew by. But today, today is my time. We saved up all year through to have this day of family fun. We joined the sweaty crowds, bumping in lines for thrills. Food stands, concessions, and games. Hot dogs sizzling in the smell of fish. With a sweet whiff of cotton candy. Sweat and lotion scent the air as well. A multitude of bodies mill about. Adorned in shorts, swimsuits, and summer dresses. In countless colors, sizes, styles, and dimensions. Onward to the next line. A confusing compilation of humanity. Seeking amusement in summer swelter. I stay close to mom and dad. I have a destiny to be met. Swimmers and sunbathers speckle the shoreline as gulls gather awaiting opportunities. Their calls barely heard over the boardwalk sounds of rides, bells, people, music, and the pipe. I am fortified by hot dog, cotton candy, and coke. I'm warmed up by the other rides, Ferris wheel, bumper cars, and tilt-a-whirl. Sweaty, sticky, sandy-ass, and footed. We head to the wood-framed beast. It extends from the land into the sea and back. In line, I feel its roar and its wind. My dad asks, Well, boy, you ready? Uh, memories of my sis holding my hand as mom and dad rode to buy. My mom remarks a shaking never again my dad's hugging her, laughing. 
She dared once more as my sis came of age, ended with both trembling in agreement, never again, and the sound of my dad's laugh above the beast's roar. He was a brave man, maybe a bit dangerous. I was thankful for his presence, though, when my time to ride arrived, thinking, damn, am I going to do this? I answered a nervous, uh, yes. Side note, never say damn out loud by mom or dad. Not my sis either, she tattles. A lesson learned. We board the beast beneath color, cloudless skies, bid farewell to mom and sis, as the bar lowers down on our laps. Then the beast awakes with a jolt. We climb upward toward the sky, the sound of chain slaps and wood creaks. At the peak, a hesitation. The horizon looks endless. Then, with rattle and screech of steel, we plummet. My hands a death grip on the bar as I rise in the seat weightless, only to be slammed down and smashed as we bank hard and ascend again. Screams and yells fill the air with Dad's laughter. With crack of wood and rattle of steel, it roars. The shoreline flashes by, now over the sea. Waves against the pilings crash the beast's ways. We roar plummeting back into the wooden belly. I am petrified and excited. It shakes and rattles as if ready to collapse. Thrilled, scared, I hold fast. Go queasy. Time and space and points of reference blur. From ocean to boardwalk to beast. My mind is in an emotion-driven spiral. Finally, we return to land, Mom and Sis. Side note, Sis, like Mom, dared the beast again with her brave boyfriend in tow. Hugging, screaming, laughing, romantic. Until he spewed on her. Again, a lesson learned. Dad smiled at my pale face. How are you doing, boy? As I shakily replied, I'm okay, Dad. Wow. He, of course, laughed and hugged me. Mom fawned a bit, then became at ease. I had survived the Pike roller coaster, a rite of passage, a milestone achieved. No longer child nor boy, but a young man. For I did not cry or kiss my pants. Then my dad's voice. Well, time to go. Come on, boy. Damn. Boy. Young man. Well, I think so anyway. Boy, you listening? Yes, sir. In peace. (laughs) You know, that was so nostalgic for me. To listen to it, and because I remember the last day, there used to be an amusement park where I grew up um, called Jansen Beach, and I was never mm-hmm. big enough to ride the roller coaster. coaster. And then they closed it down 
because, you know, they wanted to put a shopping center in on the property. And, you know, it was just, it was real popular. It was built back in the, like, 1920s. And, you know, it was huge in the 50s and 60s and then started to decline. Oh. And uh, so the last day the roller coaster was open, um, my dad took us there so that we could all ride it the last day it was open. And I, he knew I wasn't going to be tall enough. And so he told me, he goes, when you have to stand in front of the thing that shows how tall you are, I'm going to put my foot down there and I want you to stand on my foot. So when the guy, I was in line, because it's real crowded, you know, going through that little thing and he checks your height. As soon as we got up there, my dad stuck his foot at the bottom and I stood up on top of his his uh, foot on my toes so I looked tall enough and I got to ride it the last day it was open. I'll never forget that. Stand on my foot, oh, yeah. he says. <laughs> yeah. So listening to that piece of yours and the anticipation, you know, I knew that. It's like I knew we had this all planned and I was going to ride it because it was the last day it was ever going to be there and they were tearing it down and, and I'm going to do this and, I'm, and how scared I was. And it's like I have to do it now because I stood on my dad's foot and, you know, <laughs> It's just a great piece, an absolutely beautiful slice of life piece of poetry. Oh, trust me, it was a pleasure. It was. And that was, it was pretty much a rite of passage. And if never, if anyone, I mean, elders like myself and, and, and some people, fortunately, in certain places, have had the experience of riding in a wood-framed roller coaster. It was. Yep, I know exactly. Yep. And there is not another sound, feel, or smell on the planet like it. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, you get into these newer rides, and they're incredible. But when you're riding in something, which are usually fairly confining to begin with, and everything sways, everything creaks, groans, sounds like it's about to fly off the other end with you. And, and it probably like, was. Yes, probably, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's, just, it's just a very memorable moment in your life. So the roller coaster, I'm looking, I'm just look, pulled something up on it. The roller coaster that I rode on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was 1970. It was built in 1928. Wood construction. So it, it was not. It was built in 1928, and I rode on it in the 1970s. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wouldn't happen to have been a cyclone racer, would it? Um, I don't know. I'll send you a picture of it just because it's so cool. Right. Well, the beast at Pike, the one we called the Pike, and, and people would say that they say, "Have you been to the Pike?" That means, "Have you been to the boardwalk?" Okay, if they said, have you ridden the pike? They meant the cyclone racer that not only left the boardwalk but went out to sea and then came back. Mm-hmm. And they built, they built several of them along those lines. And that is something when the next thing you see is you're coming into one of those, you're climbing up, and the next thing you see through the rails is ocean and the water crashing against a pile on beneath you. It's quite a view. <laughs> that was yeah, yeah, yep. And like I said, you could you see a wave hit it, and you could feel the thing sway, and you'd swear the waves were knocking it about. You mm-hmm. swear it, you would. Well, one of the pictures I was looking at of it, 
I mean, it showed, it looked like the timbers were, had barnacles and timbers were rotting and kind of sagging. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, yeah. how safe really was this thing? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's I, crazy. I know, I know the cyclones, were, they were manufactured out, I think, mostly during like the early 20s and then uh, maybe the 30s. Mm-hmm. So the one at the pike that I rode there since the 20s, and the pike itself, hell, my grandfather used to go to that. And that was back in, like, 1902. I mean, it had been there a while. And I think it finally closed, that one finally closed down, and the pike disappeared in, like, 78. Hmm. I don't know. So, yeah, it's it's these things that, you know, you remember, and you really do want to remember because there's no way to go back and show it. Mm-mm. You know, and th- this is an experience I can't share. With I haven't my thought about that in years and years and years and years and years. And you yeah. know, now I pull up the picture and it's like I remember this, I remember this, I remember it. Yeah. You know, but I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even been thinking about that had it not been for your poem. You know, and that's how important and how cool a really good nostalgia piece is. You know, when it's able to take me, I mean, instantly just took me right back there, and I knew. It was a great job, sweetheart. My pleasure. All right. And was that, were you going to read another one? Well, okay. Yes, I will. This is very quick and short and to the point. It's a haiku. Mm-hmm. Measures of manhood. Define. By self-reliance. So, wipe your own ass. (laughs) That's awesome. You need to send that to me in a in in as a messenger. Send that to me in an email, please. Please, I beg you. Okay. I really need to borrow that for a day to have someone read it. And I'm not. I'll explain to you why in the email. Okay, fair enough. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Tell everyone again how to find you. You can find me right here on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe on Thursdays. On Fridays, if I get the chance, on uh, Let's Talk About It with Van Meadows. Uh, definitely on Fridays at World Poetry Open Mic with Michael Amade and J.T. Guttner. Uh, on Mondays, you will find me at uh, Poetry in the Raw with Sylvia Blaylock. And sometimes, if I get the chance, you'll find me Sundays on Inspiration Factory with Paul Sampson, Van Meadows, and Chantel. Uh, I'm also a member of the Garden of Poetry and Prose Anthology Group. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as Stanley Phillips. And I'm also a part of the Outlaw Poetry Group. Very cool. All right, Stan, great job tonight, honey. I appreciate it so much. My pleasure. On to the next. <laughs> All right, baby. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes area from area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hey, Mama. How, How are you? I'm um, not that well. Mama, read my. So you sound like you got a cold. 
I don't have a cold. I'm just exhausted from all this crazy mess that's going on in the United States and all these lies and victims and rape and cover-ups and, you know, just too many tricks. It's just it's too hard. It's just too hard. So we got to prepare our girls. I see that because, you know, if you get a gun, you're going to end up going, you're going to be the victim. Even if he raped you, because they're going to all stick together. It's just a mess. So I'm not saying get no gum. Saying prepare yourself. Do judo. Don't drink out no red cups. Stay in groups. <clears throat> Don't believe nothing they say, because they didn't say anything. And we can't do more than pray. <clears throat> a lot of people are doing more than just praying. They're standing up. They're laying down on the ground. Doing whatever they can do. <clears throat> You know, it's it's funny you say that. I think about every time that there's a school shooting or something, Mama, and the president gets on the TV and it's always, my thoughts and prayers are with you. And it's like, you know, fuck yeah, your thoughts right. and prayers. I don't care about your thoughts right. and prayers. Do something to change right. it so our children are safe. You know, you keep your it thoughts is. and prayers. Just do something. Be active. Fix it. Right. Say thing about the sex abuse. I mean, he's, you know, the, the, the biggest perpetrator. You know, do something different. Try to, you know, you don't want to need to be trying to pray. He is just awful. He just turned America to a cesspool. And then they're going to try to put his boy in there and stick him on the, on the, uh, on the bench, you know, for life, you know. But anyway, this is called we can do more than pray. That's not all we can do. Look at the women taken to the street. Look at the people that raise their voices to speak. Look at the mothers that teach daughters to be diligent, not to be used as a piece of meat. Guard your pride and be stern. Be willing to learn. Stick together in groups. Know your worth. Let no man treat you like dirt. Always remember, a hard penis has no conscience. And a drunk hard penis has neither memory or sympathy or conscience. You know, it's it's really funny. I'm I'm thinking about, you know, you're talking about we have to teach our young women. We have to teach them. We have to empower them. You know, something, like we both said, you know, something has to change. Something has to be done to make them feel safe. And I'm thinking about how we as a culture raise women to be victims. You know? It's only recently now, and we're still getting it backwards, it's only recently now that we're teaching girls, you know, it's been since the 60s, 70s, you know, that we had to be men. We had to turn into men to be taken seriously. You know, third-generation feminism is no, we don't have to be men. We don't have to be equal to men for equal pay, equal blah, 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 blah. You know, we have to be women who are capable of doing everything you know, we aren't we aren't weaker, we aren't as good as we are, just period, you know. And, you know, it used to be, you know, be pleasant for your husband, wear an apron when he gets home, make sure he has dinner on the table. Then it was, you're not a sex object, don't let someone treat you how, how to be a sex object. You're not a sex object, and people can't treat you way, that way because you're a queen. You're not a queen. There's not that many queens in the world, people. You are a woman. You are a warrior. And that's why 
people can't do those things to you. As a warrior, you have to be responsible for yourself. As a queen, you have people waiting on you. I don't have to think about anything. I can just, no, you're not a queen. You are a warrior. You are a woman. I want to you say know? to the yes, yeah, I want to say to the yes voters, uh, is it to the fathers of the yes voters for Kavanaugh, ask yourself, knowing that you know, would you allow your daughter to date young Kavanaugh? Well, you're about to give a yes vote to future Kavanaugh. Say no to potential Kavanaugh. Or put your daughter at risk of experience, of experiencing a life-altering abusive experience. Telling them not to drink from red cups is not enough protection. It's not enough protection. Protect our daughters from the low-life goats that prey upon our children. And also, put your daughters in um, kung fu and, and, and martial arts. Teach them meditation. Uh, put them in um, some, something where they at least know how to disarm somebody and get away from somebody. Because I had like four of them grab me one day. And I I'll always laughed at the don't teach girls not to drink out. You know, don't don't when you go to parties, don't drink out of the red cups. Teach a girl strong. Teach a girl well enough to understand that she doesn't have to go out and get drunk to have a good time. That's how you keep her from drinking from the red cup. That's how you keep her from being a victim. Pour your own drink. Even if you have to bring your own cup to a party, pour your own drink. Don't drink from a. Uh, like somebody go get you, the guy go get you a drink. Pour your own drink. Bring your own drink. Pour your own drink. Or if you trust the people whose party is, you go pour your own drink. But we have to protect protect our daughters. Um, I was just going to say, well, I can't remember what I was going to say this now. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I was just trying to remember what I was trying to say to teach these girls to protect themselves. Yeah, put them in, in, in classes and stuff, not guns. Because See, you can get angry because a boy tries something with you and end up doing something that you've got to pay for for the rest of your life because just like they sit on the on the benches, you're going to still be at fault. So it's just best not to even, you know, think about a gun. I've got to start carrying a gun now. I'm only 14 years old, but i got to protect myself. You know, I, oh, I know what I was going to say. Yeah, four of them grabbed me one day, and I bet you they won't grab nobody else. And I ain't have nothing but one thought in my mind, and that is, my mama told me, if anything like that happened, a great big old head was going to come out of my little bitty vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to fight for dear life. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that. <laughs> that was just nothing I could think about could even happen to a person. So one got kicked in the nose, the one that had the other foot, when I got that foot free, that one got kicked in the Adam's apple, and the other two got I spun around with the other leg and kicked up in the B-A-L-L-S. And balls, Mommy. You can say balls. It's okay. We're both yeah. adults here now. <laughs> and the other one got kicked somewhere, but I bet you he let go. I was out the door and down the street and gone. But, uh, yeah, they're trapped. You just got to defend yourself. You got to think them. Think. You got to outthink them. They're thinking with one part of their body. They're not using their brain. Like I said in the first piece I did, a hard penis has no conscience, but it also has no brain. All right, I'm going to go. I got to go to the floor. <laughs> Great job, Mama. Love, love the, uh, the 
places that that just I just love the I love the way the thought process went um, after reading that Thank discussion. You. I think it's great great job tonight, love. Thank you, baby. I love you so much. Yeah, I'm I love old you so now. much. I have to worry about the young girl because these people are not protecting them in this society here. It's just a mess. So we got to. I sent you a picture of the people that's laying down in the street in Portland. So, I mean, you can see people are really taking to the street. It's 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 not even. Um, why do we have to live like this? America's turning, and then he's friends with all these people. He's friending up, friending up in his love affair with with dictators. I mean, this is just a mess. Anyway, I'm through talking. Love you again. <laughs> Bye-bye. Love you, Mama. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Nelson, Manly Shellman. How are you doing? Hey, Mr. Eric. I am doing absolutely wonderful. I was just thinking about you the other day. How's everything going? All right. Uh, it's going all right, I guess. I'm not going to get into it. You leave it for a surprise, I guess. But <laughs> going through uh, another transition, and hopefully it's for the better. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, kind of bummed that I can't read my I am and you are. So I heard the I heard the great um, <clears throat> writers. Uh, or you heard poetry. it last week. Yeah, I heard it last week. I wrote four IMs and I wrote two URs, so I'll just have to wait until next week. Wasn't huh? that fun? It was a fun workshop, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fun. I'm really pissed off that because of the way that they scheduled that I wasn't able to promote it or put a link out there. You know, you can find anything by going to the Speakeasy Cafe homepage where everything's archived. But if you don't know how to get mm-hmm. to that page, you weren't able to listen to the episode that week because there was nothing. You know, usually I just share the link and people click on it and take some right to the show. And I it, right. there was nothing to share last week until the show was live. And, you know, at that point I had no cell phone service and it just – it was a real crappy way to do such a great – I mean, the guys did a great job with me on that. And so I really want to run it again. But if you read your poem this week, then people are going to – it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a spoiler alert on the workshop. So if you can wait till next week to do that, I will appreciate it so much. I guess so. I'm no, just joking. Yeah, I can, I can wait until next. I won't ruin the spoiler alert. <laughs> the butler did it. Yes. The butler always right. does it. That's right. Like playing uh, Clue, huh? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I wrote. Uh, it's been a while actually since I wrote poetry. The past uh, past four days, I've been in outside in the heat, and it, and it really kicked. It really kicked my butt. Uh, yesterday, I was. I was digging up post hole uh, holes, and I had to go deeper. And with an angle, we were doing a retaining wall, a huge retaining wall at a lake house. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, so the heat really sucks just the, the life out of you and your energy, thought process, and the heat just and the humidity it just makes me stupid. So, anyways, uh, I wrote a tribute to your show. And I'm sorry I wasn't here last week. I don't know what the hell I was doing. 
but I think I was preoccupied or I was just mad or something. I don't know. I've been, I've been in a funk. Anyway, so. You had to have been here last week because that was when the workshop was. Oh, it was. Okay, yeah. I, okay, I forgot. Yeah, my bad. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's been a long See, week already. It. it didn't exist. You're here for the first time next week. <laughs> there we go. That's it. I just forgot it all. Got amnesia and dementia already. All right. <laughs> and see, you pulled it off so smooth. I almost totally believed you. That's forgot. right. Yeah. <laughs> you're that's you're it. good. <laughs> yeah, I try. I'm slick. All right. This is uh, this is my piece. I got two pieces. This one's uh, they're both pretty short. So, all right. Oh, did, first off, did, oh, I guess I'll talk to you after. My bad. All right. Uh, happy Speakeasy Cafe, 12th year anniversary. Hang on. Oh, I just clicked it out. Dang it. Hang on a second. All right, then. All right. Happy Speakeasy Cafe, 12th year anniversary. Come one and come all to all the Speakeasy Cafe, uh, to the Speakeasy Cafe, which is every Thursday night. You may tune in to... Speakeasy Cafe, which is an online open mic poetry night radio broadcast with the wonderful, loving, caring, and truly talented poetess, hostess, Nyla Alicia, and on occasion, her temporary co-host, Chris, Philip Roberts Matthews, or Philip Matthews Roberts, I think I got him backwards, and uh, Stanley Phillips and whomever else she chooses to fill in the slot. The show's rating is mature, and you are bound to hear just about anything except for bumping body parts, A, slipping into B, and B, slipping into C, and no pornography or sexual stories or poems. I haven't been attending Speakeasy since its beginning, which was 12 years ago. However, I have been around for about two and a half years, thanks to the one and only truly talented thought provoking and mind-blowing poet Philip Matthews Roberts for introducing me to Speakeasy Cafe two and a half years ago. I truly appreciate it, Philip. Thanks so much for the platform, Nyla, Alicia, and allowing us to speak our minds on everything except for instructional, instructional pornography and sexual stories and poems. Congratulations on being on air for the past 12 years. That's a huge milestone to overcome. Hopefully you will have several more years to pass I'll come, to come to pass before you have to shut down the show or have to allow someone else to take it. Three cheers for Speakeasy Cafe. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. That's the end piece. I love you so much. That was awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. I love you too. No C into D uh, either. We can't have no C into D. Don't even think about C yeah. into D. <laughs> yeah, don't even think about X into Z. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah. I want you to send me a picture of what that is. I'm I'm really curious now. <laughs> uh oh. X into Z. They never know with my mind. Remember my fun house? Remember my Dom fun house poem? <laughs> God, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, my mind's pretty crazy, but that's all right though. All right, so uh, I'm glad you like that, and I'll try to record it, and you can send, and you can, uh, you can chop out the or extract the audio too later on. Did you did you extract <laughs> the audio for the other poem that I sent you? Uh, uh-huh. Unsung 
laborers of uh, of humanity already did that? Oh no, I was gone, so I haven't done that yet. But I've got it saved to do that. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. I got one more. It's a lot shorter than the other one. Uh, okay. And I will uh, start sharing now that you added me to. Uh, I didn't know you had a page where you could invite me to the show when I first got on the show, but here recently you have. I'm going to start sharing that again because I was sharing it, and I will also share my poem I just read with it every time too. So, but uh, try to get some more people on your show. All right, this one is my birthday, which is on Halloween. It's Happy Halloween. You ready? Uh huh. All right. Happy Halloween. Ghosts, goals, goblins, spirits, wines, pumpkins and their spices, jack-o'-lanterns and their flip and their flickering candles, lights, scarecrows, spiders and their webs, skulls, bats, rats, black cats, crows, skeletons, undead, witches, their wit their spells and witchcraft, warlocks, their spells and witchcraft, necromancers, dead talking divinations, ancestors, rituals, rites, vampires, werewolves, mummies, shapeshifters, gargoyles, boogeyman, monsters, create creatures, creepy crawlers, grim reapers, devils, cemeteries, tombstones, crosses, pentagrams, pentacles, tricks or treats, truths or dares, haunted houses, haunted hayrides, netherworld, paranormal, macabre, Weird, ghastly, gory, creepy, cute, nerdy, sexy, costumes, food, harvest, candy, festivities, beautiful decay of nature, full moons, thinnest line between our world and the spiritual realm which allows beings to cross over, myths, legends, superstitions, songs, poems, books, death symbolism, evil symbolism, cool weather, foggy bogs, horrors, terrors, scares, screams, gothic elements, Shawin and Day of the Dead origin worshippers, corporatism and consumerism both make money off of it and ruin it. That's in peace. Awesome peace, sweetheart. Great right. Well, thank you so much. I wanted to uh encompass just about everything. Uh <laughs> the only thing the with with Halloween there's a bunch of stuff that comes with it, but uh the only thing I didn't put in there and I didn't put it in there for my own reasons, but uh, paganism. But I think that term paganism was deemed by Catholics and, and Christians. And I don't think uh, pagans actually call themselves pagans uh, because of that or whatever. So I didn't put that in there. But uh, if, if, uh, if Sal Wayne is. Druid. Yeah, well, Sal Wayne, Sal Wayne is. Uh, as a Celtic, yeah, and Day of the Dead actually existed before All Souls Day, All Saints Day, and before Halloween, it was Native Americans in South America uh, that actually practiced it. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I just wanted to encompass that all, and, and I wanted to make it uh, clean, fun for the family, because I got some dark, demented stuff, too, for Halloween coming up, too. But but I'll uh, I'll read my I'll read my IMs and and URs next week, just like I didn't know about them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, thanks for everything. Um, I'll get I'll send you I'll actually send you this poem 
in Messenger, and I'll also try to record it tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, I got a few things I got to do in the morning, too. You know what I think I'll do? I think I'll run the episode tomorrow morning. Just run it. You know, because it's a pre-recorded show, so it doesn't really matter if, matter if people are there live or not. So I'm just going to air it tomorrow morning, and then I will have the link, a live link for it, to be able to share and tell people if you know if you haven't heard the the. Uh, I think that might be a good way to do it, unless they want to go live afterwards. I'll have to ask them. We'll figure it out. But I'm yeah, really glad that right. you had fun with it. I've been wanting to do that well, one for a you. long time. Yeah, it's a. Uh, oh, it was it was uh, definitely different than how I write my poetry, but mm-hmm. it was pretty fun though. It was definitely. I've got different. more like that coming up, so keep your pencil sharp, okay? All right, I will. I use a pen right. now, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Tell so everyone how to find you, like sweetheart. Your and uh, I'll send that to you when I can. And this is Eric okay. Nelson Manley Shellman. You can find me on Facebook. This is Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. Uh, you can find me on my like page on on uh, on Facebook. It's Eric, at poet Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. You can find me on YouTube. It's Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. You can find me on uh, Palm Hunter. It's Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. And my newest website, newest blog. I got 106 posts, and that includes actual reading. Uh, of me in person, and also recorded uh, uh, recordings of this show as well. Uh, anyway, this is my blog. It's uh, https colon slash slash e under er, undercase e. It's Eric Shellman undercase the whole the whole word together. Um, dot blogspot dot com and you can find me there i got like i said 106 posts and uh that's everything thanks again Nyla. thanks for the platform and uh i'll get you the poem and then we can then we can go from there so. awesome have, all right sweetheart appreciate it honey thank you All right, our next caller comes from area code 202. 202, you are on the air. Hello, how are you? I am doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm making it. I'm making it. This is uh, King's Cadence from Washington, D.C. Hey, King's. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm making it. Just been, you know, enjoying the poetry. I'm very glad you're here. You're coming through real clear tonight. That's great. Okay, good, good. Okay, um, I had a piece. Um, there's a little much, but it's called um, it's called nightmares. It's kind of what I'm feeling tonight, so um, I wanted to share it with you. Okay. Is that okay? Or yes, please. Yes. Oh, okay. Start when you're ready. Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I said something about I must have cut out. You didn't hear me. Okay. You never will know fear until you've time how long it takes for someone to get from the hallway and to see you face to face. No hope but you search for escape under the bed, your only hiding place. You breathe shallow on that one chance that her reach will be too narrow. 
heart racing, your hair pacing, getting closer and you can't take it, the door creaks, the wooden floor squeaks, and they just want you to come quiet. Further letting you know that if you have an urge to scream, then don't try it. The power of darkness in them, and horror you watch as they lift the bed, fearful eyes reveal bargaining. Well, would you just take a kiss instead? The fear feeling like drowning in blackness, they grab you. The last fight leaving along with your clothing. But no one ever told you that this is wrong. You just kind of know it is. So they kiss you. Taking the time to drape abuse. Taking the time to drape abuse with the word special relationship. Words like secret and thoughts like you better keep it. Making you feel so indecent, not knowing how to feel. If your body responds, are you enjoying it? Then they take the time to introduce you to oral sex. As if it's some type of reward or something. To make you feel comfortable. But they forcing you. Moaning like nothing is wrong with it. Foul words filling your ears. You lose all hopes like let's get on with it. Eye to eye they choking you. Confused, angry, feeling like there's no hope for you. Pushing your face below the wetness. Damn near choking you. Telling you don't make a mess. And don't you ever confess. One final kiss telling you. That you really are the best. Now go ahead. Clean yourself up and get dressed. Now imagine that night after night for multiple summers of your life. Yeah, well, that's my nightmare. And peace. Wow. That was incredibly written. That was scary. I mean, it felt scary. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it was. So. That was incredible. You know, it's it's one thing to write something and saying, yeah, this is a nightmare, yeah, this is scary. But it's another thing to be able to evoke that emotion and make the reader actually feel it. Pretty cool. Pretty pretty awesome right there, my dear. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You are very welcome. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come show you some love. Um, well, you can catch me um, under uh, Rogers Randy. You know, my name is Randy Rogers, but it's written backwards because I'm backwards. Um, <laughs> so if you look me up as Rogers Randy, you'll find me. Um, I'm one half of Storm's Cadence, um, which is uh, Jana Storm and myself. Um, so you can also find us, you know, it's there. Um, Storm's Cadence as well on Facebook. So, yeah, that's it. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Great job. Thank you, hon. Uh, thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye, sweetheart. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup so you know where we are. We're kind of running down, uh, so we're only going to be doing one poem now. We've got area code 807-510-585-832. Then we have a Skype caller. Then we have 419. So that's going to be our lineup for the rest of the night. Let's go ahead and get area code 807. 807, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. It's the dark poet of Amur because it's Halloween month, my favorite month, and you know what that means. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to going to be uh, circling my long, dark poetic tongue in the cracks and crevices of my fellow poet's cerebellums. <laughs> it is really good to hear from you, Robbie. <laughs> if for a moment you you sounded like I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I thought of something really quick. Aren't you impressed? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're used to me by now. I am. As much I as am. one can you to be. Yeah. I have known you for a couple years longer than this show has been on the air. Mm-hmm. I think I know you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to be reading... Uh, well, I went through like three or four poems before I decided what to read, but I'm going to read uh, The Alienist. And uh, I'm reading this for somebody, actually, uh, because there's... I, I, often with my friends, I have kind of little inside jokes or kind of like... I kind of tell them about a concept or something like that, and they run with it too. And and uh, so, yeah, this is kind of along those lines. And um, so <clears throat> just before I uh, read my poem very quickly, alienist is actually like an archaic term for a psychologist or that uh, something along similar lines. Basically, you know, you're a therapist. But <laughs> I always thought to myself that if, uh, if I... If someone said, oh, it's time for your alienist appointment today, I'd be like, oh, that doesn't sound too uh, fun to me. <laughs> so I'd, rather, I'd much rather someone say, you're going to your therapist than your alienist. <laughs> so. I don't know. I kind of think I like it the other way around. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be your alienist tonight. <laughs> Yay. Now this is going to be out of the world. <laughs> I'm going right. to be alienated. Okay. <laughs> So, the alienist. I am the alienist. The alien influence in your mind. The influence that finds the forgotten thoughts you could not find. They are forgotten for you, for good reason, you see. For they are the thoughts that fill you with shame. Those thoughts you hope do not see the light of day as you desperately seek to send those thoughts skittering along their way. I extract them with the scalpel of my skill as I take these thoughts from your mind against your will. Examine them as my prize, unwinding the threads of your motivation under the darkness of the moon. As you swoon helplessly under the power of my mental scalpel's wound, I take those thoughts, those unwanted memories, pluck at them cruelly, like a child does with the wings of a fly. And I feel the gleam creep into my eye, that that wicked glint that speaks of my knowledge. Pluck this wing, I will make you smile. Pluck that wing, I will make you cry. Tell me, how much do you fear me, and why do you come to me? Do you wish to forget the things you cannot remember? Do you wish to hide the most forbidden thoughts that everyone, from everyone that you love? I can do that and more for you. But the more that I speak of it is what you fear. For I am the alienist. And I can make your mind more alien than you can imagine. A mind that you would hold in terror and and that is The Alienist, also inspired, incidentally, by a wonderfully named uh, character called Dr. Killjoy in a video game called The Suffering. And he's the the resident alienist in that video game. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's really kind of scary. 
It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that that that'll be a good one to read around Halloween. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, it's Halloween month. It's it's October now, so I'm donning my my dark cape of poetry for the uh, month of October, which is oh yay, treats for us. Yes, as you know more than anybody else, that's it's something I love to do. <laughs> it is indeed. All mm-hmm. right, sweetheart, you did a great job tonight. Tell everyone how they can find you. Uh, I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. If you just Google under that, and also that's my name uh, for my Facebook page. And yeah, when you Google that, you'll see a whole bunch of other stuff uh, connected to me. And uh, I've left you a private message there, in, an important one in your uh, Facebook. If uh, you could look at that uh, tonight or tomorrow night. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, thank you so much. Thanks. It was long to exercise. It was was fun to exercise my dark poetic tongue for the first time this month. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are so glad it was done here. All right. Bye, sweetie. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 510510. You're on the air. Hi, 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 la. Hey, Don, how are you, sweetheart? Sick and tired and getting sicker, but that's okay. The poem I'm going to do tonight is a rewrite of a rewrite of a rewrite of a rewrite, and I just ran out of breath. The title is... Tears buried. The body wrapped in white, stiff, still linen, cradles in her mother's arms, travels those last steps among being and the burial into death. Underground tears accompany this daughter, killed by her father, for unbecomingness, being unable to pass on his name, all strapped with his daughter's pain. Stanza two, daughter's fault, she was not born a daughter. She was born a daughter. She screams out each beat she receives. Her three months should defend her crime of yells and punches from closed fists, beating down the angel into a fool. Silence strikes her like a meter of pain. She cannot be revived by her mother, nor can she ever be born again? Stanza three. In the pocket of the mother's coat, a copy of the holy book rides wet with sorrow. The book cries instead of catching tears dropped from the mother's vision. Others condemn but still pay 77 female cents 
for each and every male dollar. While the funeral celebrates her little life, fists of dogma bruise other girls dead. End poem. Wow, Don, that was intense. That was amazing. I, I just hope that it's well enough written, rewritten, and re-rewritten that it, I can get it placed somewhere. It just gets me. I'm not going to talk about that. I have something for you, and hopefully I should be able to know how to do this. Happy Les Miserables. Goodbye. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, Don. Appreciate you so much, honey. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 585. 585, you're on the air. Hi, this is Sean. How are you? Hey, Sean. I am doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, this this one is called uh, "Have Have We Reached Our Breaking Point?" Okay. As citizens of nations, countries, continents, religions, worlds from afar. And even today, in the digital realm, a question comes to the mind. That is, have we reached our breaking point of turmoil, of chaos, of problems, of issues? Have we reached our breaking point of bullying and abuse? Has there been enough evil and backwards thinking keeping us disconnected from each other? How much do we have to centralize power into authorities before we realize that we are the true authorities individually? Then and only then, after we achieve it individually, can we achieve authority collectively? Are we mature enough to understand this yet, or does that require more work? How many children and youths have to be on the verge of suicides before we wake up to our own faults of poor parenting? What will it take for the human race to know our purpose? Have we reached our breaking point? with the trauma or does it truly just serve a purpose of keeping us prepared for the worst the purity of the flow is in the breath of plasma coming from the darkest mode the brightest dark mode or 
pour the blood that's in you, that fire, the plasma, and so the light inside, which is the guide. You see, I am that flow at my best, breathing, working, ah, with balance and truth that prevails always. When you look at me, respect me for me, and see my heart intuitively. Know that I came from this bountiful earth just like you and everyone else. Our ability to go to the worst mode of operating in life brings us up into the best and also the resting state. We are, in fact, all three as a trinity when seeing ourselves from holistic sight, observationally speaking. Breathe with me and see a brighter future for our children. Yes. Have we reached our breaking point? And Paul. Oh, good question. Good strong question in that one, have we? You know, and if we haven't then why? And and you know, what's going to what's going to be what is it gonna to take for us to reach that place? Great right, Sean. Absolutely fantastic right. Do me a favor, sweetheart, tell everyone how to find your love. Okay. okay. something on all poetry? Um, or you just be blog spot? I Oh, I know I haven't been out there, but I I I can I can I can I I that's a that's a I I have that's good to know. I have I guess I'll have to go out there. Um and check that out and see what it looks like see if it works for you. All right, Sean, and a great yep. job tonight and a great read, sweetheart. You did fantastic. Have a have a good night. You too, baby. We'll talk to you next week. Yep. All right, hon. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Next caller, we have 832, then we have our Skype caller, then we have 419 and 585. So, 832, you are next. Are you with us? Yes, I am, honey bunch. How are you doing Charles C.B. Banks. <laughs> yes, Charles C.B. Banks. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and you telling me. That's great. 
<laughs> you have to admit I do that pretty good. This is Charles C.B. Banks. There you go. There you go. I was just uh, uh, shining you up for some of my poetry <laughs> friends. I gave them, uh, I gave your number out, your, your speakeasy number, so uh, I expect them to be calling you. That is awesome. Maybe not. Thank you, sweetheart. I shine you up. I shine you up. I know you. I know you from not twelve years ago, but maybe eight, ten years ago. So I'm shining you up, baby. I'm shining you up. <laughs> Do you realize how far back our history goes? I mean, that's absolutely crazy. We have all been together twice as long as most marriages. Whoa, whoa! I, I don't have no alimony for you, baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, and you that child support, you go, you're that, crazy. <laughs> and and, and, and that child support funny. for them poems, no way, no way, no way. <laughs> What'd you bring us, sweetheart? Uh, I got a poem I wrote back in. Let's see, one twenty seventeen. Current affairs here. Let me know when you're ready. Please start when you're good. Yes. Orange, not blue. No, blue, not orange. I sleep. No orange in it. Too bright. Too fucking bombastic. Crown so fake, unrealistic. So most out of place. White sheets spin. Hot wind blows. Hates, untethered. Hopes, tarred, feathered. Ships, ships sail anew. These winds, these, this fucked up crew, filled with such as those. Can we be great again? Supposed, interviewed, who's lying? Those. The course has changed. We live day to day. Orange plans, who can say? Witness the rebirth of the blues. Thank you. Absolutely phenomenal. I love you so much. I've been a fan of yours for so long. Thank you so much, Charles. Kisses for Nyla. Kiss, 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 kiss. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Charles. Tell everyone how to find you, baby. Uh oh, CB, uh, Facebook, all over the place. Hey, hey, I, I'm putting a link on there about some photography stuff. I put it on my page and and uh, and tried to link you. I guess you you didn't pay attention, but I'll, I'll put it on your page. Uh, I was been gone for a week, so yeah, please do. If you guys did anything last week and I didn't, you know, I I was gone for a week, so things get buried super fast. I get so much mail on this account, so please forgive me. Um, no, no problem, no problem. Hey, I, I'm doing it for you, sugar, sugar, sugar. I mean, I appreciate it, skull faced. <laughs> but hey, hey, I, I put on your page. Uh, congratulations on the twelve. Happy, Thank happy you. day. Thank you, baby. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. All right. Bye, bye, sweetie. <laughs> bye, honey. All right. Our next caller comes is our Skype caller, and I happen to know who this is because they message me. <laughs> Skype caller, all the way from Wales. You are on the air. <laughs> Hi, you all right? <laughs> How you doing, sweetheart? 
Well, uh, <laughs> I've had a bit of a rough time, so I've not been able to get on recently, but I'm back and I've got a, a bit of a happier piece today. <laughs> so, first of all, what time is it over there? It's 20 to 4 in the morning. So you've stayed awake this whole time so you could read with us tonight? Yeah. Can I have your children? <laughs> I don't want to have any children. Just send yours to me, okay? <laughs> oh, oh, I love you so much. All right, please share with us what you would like to share, my dear. This piece is called uh, A Rose Tinted Mind. You came in like a whirlwind, the thoughts spinning around in my mind. And you, the calm centre to the storm inside, captivating me. I tried to shift my focus, not trusting in my luck. When talking of leagues, you're way out of mine. Your beauty so pure, it is almost divine. Are you still there? Caller, are you with us? We can't hear you, hon. Connection lost there, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm Go ahead and start child over. On Christmas. I'll start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you came in like a whirlwind, thoughts spinning around in my mind. And you, the calm sense of the storm inside, captivating me. I tried to shift my focus, not trusted in my luck. When talking of leagues, you are way out of mine. Your beauty so pure, it is almost divine. I'm left like a child on Christmas with you. My gift, I am eager to unwrap. Yet nervous, this present is too good to be true. Carefully prizing my heart open to the possibility you could feel the same way. You couldn't know, surely, could you? Finding myself dreaming of what ifs and could it be's, and all the while my heart is skipping beats for you. An inspiration to my musings you are impossible to forget. Lost inside my hopeful heart, split between the butterflies and the unrelenting smile upon my face, as I imagine losing myself in your tender embrace. Oh, if this is how love feels, then I am going all in. I lust for the taste of the sweet caress of your lips, like morning dew kissing the petals of a rose. It lingers. Just a moment. As does the beating of my heart when it realises I no longer own it. And peace. That was incredible. Let me ask you this. Do you ever record any of your work? I did do um, when I was in college, but I've recently had to give up college. So... <laughs> I'm, Life can I'm, be a bugger, can't it? YouTube accounts. I have all the equipment at home, but it's finding the time when I've not got noisy neighbors. Well, if you can get an audio recording of just the voiceover, I want you to do the voiceover for that poem, and I want you to read it three times. Read it once and then let it a little bit pause between, read it a second time and then pause between and read it a third time. Send me three voice recordings of that piece and I want to produce it for you. Okay. 
Okay. Fantastic. So, yeah, when you when you get a chance, no pressure, no rush, just when you get a chance, I'd love you to send me the voice recording of that piece, and then I want to set it to music and produce that for you, do a production on it so that you have a link and you can share that and put it on SoundCloud or something like that. That would be a fun one to work on. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. I would love to do that. All right, sweetheart, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come show you some love and then get some sleep uh, for o'clock in the morning. Uh, I, I've got to be up early anyway. I've got to go to the hospital, so I'll just stay awake now. <laughs> Um, okay. I can be found on Facebook, Callum Kennedy Hume, and on Twitter at Kennedy Hume. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. And if you get a chance, you very put much your for link. You're in the cha- are you in the chat room? You're in the chat room. Put your link in I the am, chat yeah. room for us too, if you would. I appreciate it. All right, sweetheart. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. No Hope everything goes okay at the hospital today, all right, baby? Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome, hon. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 419419. 419. You're on the air. Hi, Nala. Hey, sweetheart. How are you, can you doing? Hear? I can, Nala. Hi. Can you hear me? I yeah. can. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to read... Uh, it's a, a, I don't think I've ever read this one before. It's uh, in my book, uh, Tears from the Hood. It's called Evolution. <clears throat> I was a lonely man. I was caught up in searching for material things. The almighty dollar for me had wings that could listen from the turmoil of the depression brain. See, I wandered about having no direction. My life was afflicted with the money infection. Dealing and stealing were only two of the means that I was in pursuit of the almighty dreams. I cared about nothing. I worried for naught. I wasn't aware that in the trap I was caught. On a downward spiral, my life was spinning. I was really losing, but I thought I was winning. There wasn't one person that I could call friend. All of my associations were a means to an end. I didn't know love. I only knew lust. There wasn't one person whom I could trust. I lived in a world that was cynical and clouded. My past and my future, it seemed that darkness was shrouded. I knew I was falling, but I didn't know where. But I was just so disconnected that I didn't even care. I was dying while living, and I couldn't even tell. That in my make-believe world, I created my hell. I called on the blessing that my granny had gave me. I fell down on my knees, and I asked God to save me. He reached down and touched me, and I felt his glory. He said, I'm with you, my son. You have no need to worry. Your every transgression I can forgive, and you find salvation in the life that you live. For all of my children who might go astray, I sent my son Jesus to show them the way. Walk in his footsteps, give him your praise, and you will be blessed for the rest of your days. My soul has been cleansed, my burdens have vanished, and the life that I was living in my world has been banished. So each evening I go out into the night and thank my Heavenly Father for his guiding light. And Paul. That was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal, honey. Thank you. I am so glad you. that you were 
able to get on. I see you on here all the time. I mean, I see you in the chat room, but you don't always get a chance to get called in. I am just so glad you are able to get called in more often recently. I am, too. I'm trying to make it in a little earlier. So. <laughs> I know. I'm glad. <laughs> I, I sit there and I'll look at the chat room and I'll say, oh, oh, Melvin's here. Wait a minute. There's only two minutes left. Wait a minute. He's not... Melvin, <laughs> I want to know what would your mom call you when she used to when she used to do that that mom voice. What what's what's the name she called you? Melvin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Melvin. <laughs> so 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 if you ever hear me say that while I'm talking on the air, you'll know that I see you in the chat room and I don't see you called in. Okay, <laughs> that'll be our secret code, Melvin. <laughs> Yeah. All right, love. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you. Okay, you can find me on, on Facebook under my name, Melvin Douglas Johnson. I'm also on uh, have poems on YouTube under uh, uh, Mel Jamar Three. That's M E L J E A M A R Three. Or either Urban Watch Poetry. We speak the truth. Very cool. All right, we'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. I appreciate you calling in so much. Thank you. It's great to be here. Bye-bye, baby. All right. Our last caller for the night, area code 585-260. You are on the air. Well, good evening. Hi, Myla. This is Doug Curry. How you doing? Hey, Mr. Curry. I missed you. Where have you been? (laughs) I've been everywhere but here on a Thursday Uh, night. Well, you know, I hope that you've had a lot of inspiring experiences at least. Well, it's have, okay. You don't always have to be here, just so you know that you're always missed, okay? Attention to that. You're going to make me blush. You know, um, <laughs> I've been, uh, since last time we talked, every Thursday night, I have had either a rehearsal or a performance. I've been doing some stage work, and it's been very rewarding. In fact, we're still in the midst of it, and uh, so that's where I've been. You know, I got halfway into a poem that another gentleman and I were writing for you, and we never got quite through, but we but we will. Um, anyway, so I'm Doug Curry, and I can be found under my own name on Facebook or under the name of my radio show, Black and Blues. And Black and Blues can be heard on the radio on Friday night, and I'll give you the website addresses, which is where anybody can hear don't have to be local. So Black and Blues Friday night from 9 to midnight Eastern time at www.wrur.org. And then on Saturday, Saturday night, the show that airs out of Chicago, Illinois, comes on 11 o'clock um, Eastern time or 10 o'clock Central time at WDCB. Dot org, and that's a one-hour program. <clears throat> I can also be found on um, allpoetry.com under the name of Man Killed 99. So as I said, I have been doing some a lot of theater, and uh, we were in the midst of doing what was really a, a very well-known play called The Black. From 1959 by a French playwright John Genet Kind of controversial Avant-garde Avant-garde play 
So we've been doing that. We opened last Friday night, had a show Saturday night, and I thought we were going to have one Sunday because that's going to be our schedule this week. We have a Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday matinee, and the same schedule for next week. So I thought we would have a Sunday show last week as well, but we didn't. And so I wrote this poem, which was exactly how I felt in realizing I didn't have a Sunday show. It's called No Show Today. No show today, luxuriating in languor, a mid-Sunday morning shower. Ah, to bathe away last night, the lights and music, the aching tensions of timing the lines, remembering the to forget for precious moments, to bask in confusion over those words, that movement, what expression, to cry and rejoin the commonplace, the girlfriend, the dog, the shopping, stuff of real life, absolutely, I'm sorry, stuff of real life, abandoned utterly on that stage, where I engage you in a very real world of fantasy, a place of made-up experience, Enacted just for you to take home and dream upon on days when we're not off, but not today. No show today. And poem. Wow. That was beautiful. So beautifully, absolutely amazingly written. Well, it was as it was experienced. You know, I mean... I, you know, I'm a man. I never had a baby, okay? Mm-hmm. Never will. But it's what I imagine, like postpartum, okay? We've been studying lines, worrying about whether we're going to get it right. Here we are. We've only done this in in, in rehearsals, and half the rehearsals, one group of people could make it there and the other couldn't. And how many times have we really put this thing together on its feet? Not many. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, let's do a die time. And we do it, and we pull it off, and we do it again, and we pull it off, and we're all geared up, and we're all about on earth. When you finish doing a play, your shoulders and arms may ache from the tension of being ready, absolutely exactly. ready, the right thing at the right moment, and you physically get so tensed over that, or can, that's, that's a reaction that happens to me, maybe it doesn't happen to everybody, but you can get so tense over that we're trying to actually be perfect in the moment. And when the, when it's over, it's like, okay, so I don't, have to, I don't have to do that. I don't have to feel this way. And it's Sunday, and, oh, no show today. I can take a shower at 10 o'clock in the morning, you know. <laughs> I can, you know, I can go, I can pet the dog or, or go fall asleep on the couch and not practice lying for a show tonight. Okay, we can do that. So that was all it was, you know. And for me, you know, if you think about some of the things I bring to to our, our broadcast here, it's always about an experience or a putting us there in a place in time. And this was just what I experienced in finishing up that play. I think you did a brilliant job. Well, thank you very much. Coming from you, I will accept that as high praise. <laughs> it was meant as very high praise just as I, I feel for everything that you've ever heard you write. All right, sweetheart, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come show you some love. Okay. Once again, I'm on Facebook as Doug Curry, or you can find me and my little business as uh, Blacks and Blues on Facebook. And I'm also on uh, 
allpoetry.com as manchild99. That's M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D 99. I'm also on Instagram, but, you know, I don't do anything there. I haven't opened an account and have a picture there, and that's about it. So I look forward to any contact from anybody, especially anybody who likes poetry, likes to share theirs or share mine. Awesome. All right, Doug. Thank you so much, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you next week. Okay. I hope so. I hope I can be here. Just brilliant. All right. Thank you, sweetheart. Bye-bye, hon. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. appreciate you all being here. Now, one of the things that I was supposed to do at the beginning of the show because I forgot, it's the first show of the month for the month of October, and every the first show of every month I'm supposed to play one of my tracks. That was my contract with you guys because I never did mine. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and close the show with one of my tracks instead. All right. And I'm trying to figure out which one I can pull up real quick on the fly like this. Um, let's do, oh, let's do, I don't know. I hate this part, you guys. No, that one's naughty. Um, <laughs> let's do, uh, let's do Room with the View because I can't pull up any other one real quick. Um no, let's do When Dreams Come Knocking. That's kind of a cool one for October. All right, so you guys have heard this one before. We have to hear it again because I don't have anything on here. Um, but it's called When Dreams Come Dreams Come Knocking. Appreciate you guys being here. Hope you enjoy this. We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Good night. Dreams Come Knocking. Thoughts like slivers come delivered through the keyhole. The locks drawn in crayon rattle on the walls as I wander the halls, picking paper wallflowers to wear in my hair. I know you're there. Words buzz around me like insects pecking at my dark glasses. After a while, they fall. Oh, aren't you?
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.